two senseis and a casual. Man, I'm trying. I'm trying to get on the same page, Drew. But Listen, we could. you say, "Hey, welcome back to another episode of Two Hip Hop Sensei's in the Casual." I'm Drew. I'm B. I'm Gerard. Then I'll play it right off the bat, and then we'll play our. Go ahead, play it. There. I feel like that was a perfect intro, man. You oh, go ahead. I, I feel like that was great. <laughs> You're the host. You're the host. You got it. My bad. My bad. What's up, everybody? <laughs> this is another episode of Two Hip Hop Sensei's in the Casual. I'm your host, Brandon, aka B Weezy, and. Gerard, did you use the line of being toxic chocolate before? I feel like I was going to use that, but I couldn't remember if you used that. Have you used that in the past? Hey, man, I can share it. You could, you could go ahead. You hey, call it. me toxic chocolate then. That's my intro. And <laughs> in honor of Father's Day, I wanted to play my, what I'm pretty sure, 99% sure is my father's favorite song. I was born by the river in a little tent. Oh, and just like the river I've been running every <laughs> It's so awkward. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to let you finish, but are you done? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what's up, y'all? My name is Gerard, and, uh, you know, my dad was an old-school hip-hop fan, so here's his favorite song. Four, 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 four. There it is. Yes, sir. Thinking of a master plan Cause ain't nothing but sweat inside my hand So I dig into my pocket All my money spent So I should deep up Still coming up with lint So I Just stop. keep playing it, Gerard I can listen so <laughs> <laughs> Right, it got to a minute I'm like, alright, man <laughs> He was just getting in, though Right uh, I am Drew A-Day the name And my dad was a huge classic rock fan So shout out to some Pink Floyd Pink Floyd, man. Shout out to Pink Floyd, indeed. So yeah, you gonna play? The, you gonna play the question? <laughs> the problem is, I just lost. It, oh, God. <laughs> we are gonna look Hold so on. prepared, I, I got guys. It, I got it, I got it. It's all right. <laughs> we got some master editing coming your way. So oh, all right. Man. So Justin is not here with us again this week, but his question was: In honor of Father's Day weekend, what is one song that will always remind you of your father? What was your father's favorite music to listen to? And do you remember the first song your father introduced to you? Or band? Mm. Oh. Damn. Yeah. That's a great question. Uh, Well, we all just played, in a way, we kind of answered the question, our father's favorite <laughs> songs. Um, My dad, obviously, growing up in the city, uh, as discussed, loved Motown, um, loved Sam Cooke. Um, I'm trying to think. A lot of... I mean, back in the day, if you grew up in a city, based on what my father says, like it wasn't like seeing Marvin Gaye driving in his Cadillac, like wasn't, you know, like a big like that. Just people that were famous were around the city. So um, I know he loves Smokey Robinson. I'm trying to think. I can't think of the first song he ever he ever played for me. I have no idea what was the first song. I'm trying to think of something (laughs) that connects. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, shoot, I I grew up listening to Temptation, maybe a Temptation song. I don't know. I that would be my get one in Temptation song. I guess would be my answer. 
So my dad was a hip hop fan, which is, you know, how I fell in love with hip hop. And um, I knew y'all heard me talk about my love for DMX. That came from my pops. So, like, he used to have this uh, subscription service called Columbia House. And so, like, (laughs) you used to, like, pay, like, a a penny or something. You get, like, ten albums. So, like, he'll, like, get a whole bunch of CDs and stuff and be able to play it. And I just remember him, like, playing all his CDs. I remember stealing cds from him like so i stole reasonable doubt from him i stole uh it's dark uh it's dark and hell is hot uh flesh of my flesh blood of my blood um he didn't really like puff daddy and mace too much but he would get the cds but i liked them so like i would steal that from him like yeah and eric b and rakim um um big daddy kane all of that stuff so i don't remember a specific song i just remember like sitting around while he would like chilling watching sports basketball games and him playing his cds and stuff like that like that was always dope or him riding around when he would come pick me up and having a cd inside his car so yeah all of the like early 90s hip-hop that was my dad does he think rock him's the goat yes he does okay. i think I he leans that more era, towards, i feel like they do yeah i think Initially, he think Rakim's the goat. Um, I had to convince him a couple times that it might be Jay Z, and he was like, "I like Jigga, I like Jigga." Cause, you know, old dudes, old dudes like still call him Jigga. So like, I like Jigga, Jigga. Cool. I'm pretty sure my dad still calls Puffy Puff Daddy. Uh, like, so I fully relate. Yeah, Puff Daddy. Yeah, yeah. Sean Puffy Combs. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, yeah, I say my dad. He pretty much introduced me to classic rock and like. I pretty much had to venture off in hip hop and find that myself. So my dad introduced me to classic rock, which I love hearing samples from these days. Like yeah. Eminem, the big one, he uses a lot of uh, classic rock, but like Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Pink Floyd, ACDC, uh, shit, the list goes on. But yeah, he's still got his guitars. He still rocks out every night. He's got a little studio kind of set up in his place where he just, every time I come over, he's like, Listen to this little lick I've been working on. Just boom, just breaks it. I'm like, all right. I was like, I get. It. I was like, I see the music in you. But yeah, shout out to our dads, man, showing us all this yeah. great music that we grew up with and Absolutely. still rock with. You know, Absolute. Drew, we're gonna have to have your pops on the pod, man. I know we're gonna get a little excerpt, but I, I would love. He to. ain't. Uh, he he ain't. He ain't good in front of a camera. He starts to shy up and woo, woo, B B I remember Brandon from football right? <laughs> like, oh, okay. it won't even you'll ask him a question about music and it will go a complete 180 in a different Bro, that's, that's perfect so. for cat we hey shit we go off you know the telly sometimes but yeah man I, I, shout out to your dad Gerard shout out to your pops uh and shout out to all the dads out there listening man I, Again, y'all day is coming. Unfortunately, you probably get nothing but draws and ties and socks. But <laughs> if don't nobody tell you, man, just know I appreciate y'all. I ain't going to hold you. I got some nice gifts. Too. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you get? What'd you get? So, uh, you know, I, to keep my beard luxurious, mm. they bought me like a... Uh, some essential oils. Yeah, yeah. Some oils and stuff for my beard. Um, and then uh, they got my... Um, my lady got me some uh, YSL cologne. Mm, so. mm, mm. I can smell you from here. You smell amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was gonna. I was gonna tell Brandon what he was on. I was like, "What? Well, your son make you like a macaroni necklace or something?" <laughs> like, you know, he said he ain't getting no gifts. I was like, "They gotta be working on something in school." They, they got, got you, to. man. <laughs> got you. But please, right now, if you're listening, 
pause the podcast, go to our podcast homepage, whether it's Spotify or Apple Music, leave us a review, please. Uh, I feel like it doesn't take long. Just say a couple words. If you don't want to say a couple words, just, you know, do a rating. But I really want to see comments and people giving us feedback. Um, and then, you know, after you're done, come back, resume the episode. But, yeah, just take a few few minutes to do that. Um, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I, I just, I just, I'm just disappointed. And also make sure you follow us on all social media platforms. We've been really putting in work with YouTube. Us uh, up and rolling, you know, churning out clips. Uh, also, um, it is two hip hop sensei. So type out actual T W O because I don't know if you type in the number two if we'll come up, but type in T W O hip hop senseis and casual. You'll find our page. Subscribe to us. All of our links, again, are within one place, within our link tree. Shout out to Gerard. And if you're really loyal, make sure that you're telling your friends tell your to friends tell their friends to, to listen friends to the goddamn podcast, man. We could be friends. So, fellas, I just have quick hitters uh, here for y'all and for our listeners. Um, so let's just keep it going. Uh, actually, I have a note here. I forgot I put it in here. I'm like, y'all know something that's been extremely therapeutic for me lately? What? Unsubscribing from emails. Um, <laughs> I don't know why, but like, I just feel super accomplished when I unsubscribe for emails, like slowly getting my emails in order. And I wanted to ask y'all how many emails unread, would y'all say y'all have in y'all inbox? I need to know, like, I know mine is bad. But... I, I'm an OCD freak. So every single time there's a notification, I clear it. Because I just yes. hate having all that. I see people's phones. I don't want to, you know, call out some genders, but a lot of females that have over like a thousand, <laughs> a thousand notifications sitting there. If I get more than like six, I'm freaking out. But like, same, Drew. I'm you know what on the I same mean? Page. Yeah, like, I so, can't do so, it. <laughs> so B, every single time I get like a spam one, report the spam. <laughs> report the spam. Yep. I, if I get one that I need, you know, just I push red. Or I delete it because I Mariah's can't just... got those uh, the groceries coming to our place like the Hello Fresh and every place yeah. she was you know using a few different yeah. emails to get some good deals but <laughs> I can't I can't have six emails a day from them and from different companies trying to get us but like I'm sorry I signed up for Finish Line back in like oh four but <laughs> I just I, I, I unsubscribed the other day bro so. it's such a good feeling it feels like it feels like you're cleansing your life and both of y'all about to freak out because. I have over 26,000 unread emails um, that I'm going. <laughs> you want me to clean them for What's, you? <laughs> so honestly, I'm like trying to process it's so much now. Like I go through my emails, obviously, and the ones I need to read, I'll read. But like the spam ones. So that's why I'm like unsubscribing from everything. Cause like that number never bothers you. Like you never look at it. Like <laughs> that's the problem. It kills or me the unread. Oh man. Cause the unread ones, like the ones, like it's it's highlighted. So like you just click on. The, I can see your, I, I can man. see your OCD. It's so easy to now to just take your finger and just clear, like, clear, clear, clear. Oh, B. Like, dude, I. It's, I it's already too many. That's what I'm saying. Like I, <laughs> at this point, I scroll through and I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, I need to read that. All right, all the other ones. <laughs> But I'm gonna get it together. I'm gonna I'm gonna date that'll be a new segment. What is B at with his emails? Because eventually I'm gonna get down to zero. But when I see that number twenty six thousand, man, I'm just like I, 
I don't know where to begin, man. It's just it's too much. But yeah, sorry, got a little off. That's why your possible be excellent on this podcast, Drew. <laughs> you just you talk about random nah, shit. Be, you'd ask him the question, be like, "What's an email?" Or something like that. Like, <laughs> hey, stop slandering your pops, know. I got man. my I got my Yahoo account. But speaking of, <laughs> I think my dog Blair still has an MSN email, and I'm gonna always slander him for that. Cause that's like having an AOL email. Like it's time to upgrade, my Bro. brother. You gotta, you gotta get to the twenty first century, man. Like, come on. You wouldn't believe how many customers at work still have like a Hotmail uh, address. Come on, like, who the come fuck on. uses nah. Hotmail? That's, <laughs> true, that's when you supposed to be like, you know what? Sorry, we can't service y'all. Well, yeah, 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 you gotta do better. But <laughs> shout out to emails, man. Uh, the next thing I have here, and it's funny because I wrote this in my notes before. The craziness that we will talk about later, but 12 years ago, Drake released uh, his debut album, Thank Me Later. Uh, the album featured Find Your Love, co-written and co-produced by Kanye, which shout out to B. Hunter, uh, mentioned that. Got songs like Over, Fancy, Show Me a Good Time, and more. Debuted at number one on a Billboard 200, sold 447,000 copies the first week. And the notes that I have here is Kanye tried his best to butcher Find Your Love, but it was still a hit. As you guys know, I I love that song. I understand, though, when people slander it, uh, holy hell, the production quality is terrible. But again, my goal, it, it, it's a hit. But <laughs> I, I I love Find Your Love. So. I do, obviously, you know, I do too. But like the, the, it just sounds like it's recorded in like a phone booth. Like I don't really know what, what <laughs> right. Like Kanye, I clearly, I don't know. I don't know if they were beefing at the time, but like I, I just don't know. But. Any thoughts, y'all? He's coming off at 808, so, you know, he's yeah. trying to get that sound. Mm, right. Okay, so what's y'all thoughts uh, yeah, that's what it on was. Uh, Thank Me Later, fellas? Feature um, heavy? Yeah. I think after a time, like, when I first heard it, because I was so in love with So Far Gone, I didn't love it. Now I appreciate it a lot more. And, like, I really... It's one of my favorite Drake albums, you know. So I didn't appreciate it when it first came out, but I appreciate it now. Bro, I remember just I still yeah, I replayed oh, that. Me. Sorry, I I just remember playing 2K and repeating that cuz I think if I'm not mistaken back then, you could have like you could download CDs onto your actual Xbox and play it in the background yeah. which mm-hmm. I don't know, I guess cuz of streaming getting popular, but like that used to be the shit, like playing a whole CD while you're playing your favorite I would play 2K and just have the time of my life. So that's my biggest memory with that. Sorry, Drew. I know you're going to add to that. No, I, uh, I remember we used to, like, plug up the iPod to the Xbox, too, and just play our whole iPod on there. Well, I never did but, that. Uh, I didn't even that know. That shit was Damn. elite. That was next level. If you got a 360, <laughs> do it. Uh, but I saw Drake right after he released uh, Over, the single. I saw him live, and then uh, it was like a couple weeks before he dropped the album, and I was like, damn, this album's going to be fire. And uh, it was. Like, going back to now, it sounds a little dated, but it's not It's not unlistenable or anything. But, like, it's pretty much a greatest hits, like one of his first greatest hits albums. Yeah, yeah that's that's the perfect way to put it. Um it's funny because he started at the bottom, he rose, and now he's back at the bottom, you know? Oh, shit. I okay. thought you... I was about to, I was about to give you... I was about to give you a compliment. I was telling Gerard before we started, I cannot wait to destroy you later. Oh, but that was good. I, I give you that. I give you that. Uh, favorite listeners, stay tuned. But Drew... Cross that note off. Drew, I actually wanted to, I actually wanted to ask you, we mentioned it last week when we talked about Post Malone. Do you have official like Post Malone albums ranking? 
Like, do you want to, do you? I, uh, to me, it goes Stony, Hollywood's Bleeding, Beer Bongs, and then the newest one, 12 Carat Toothache. Okay. That's what we, bro. <laughs> that's what, what we That said. is what we said. That's what Gerard, we said. It doesn't mean I don't like don't it. Don't ask though. about the consistency, Gerard. It's coming to this day, too. I lo- that doesn't mean I don't like the album. It's still an eight to me. <laughs> Four years ago today, Juice World earned oh, his first ever. Oh no, you slander Drake. It's, it's happening. No, we're about to. No, oh yeah, we're about to go off in a bit. Oh, oh, we are. Oh no, yeah, we definitely are. Uh, first ever Hot 100 top ten hit with Lucid Dreams. It's crazy. That's been four years ago. Um, excellent song. I think that's the song that really like. I don't think I heard of Juice World before that, but that. That's an excellent song, so I just wanted to ask y'all if y'all had any thoughts on that. No, I love that song. I don't think he make no money off of that song, cause, <laughs> but, yeah, it's an amazing song. I yeah. still go around singing it like a skater white boy. It's like, I still see your shadow in my dreams. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. I love doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's the way it sounds to me. It sounds like he was inspired heavily by like a Tony Hawk game or something. Bro, speaking of, <laughs> no, that's a clip, bro. No, you no, gotta count. No, hey, thank you, Drama. Go ahead and mark that as a clip. Thank you for that. Oh, I had here Kevin Gates was dropping his upcoming album Kaza tonight at midnight, but this is before again he dropped. I it. know it came out. That's already. what I'm saying. I I updated the notes. It's like early in the week, and then it happened. So I just oh. did. Either of y'all listen to that? Not yet. Uh, Not yet. It, it, we kind of, we kind of. It's tough because we're recording on a Saturday, but like you can only listen yeah. to it so much. But we'll talk about mm-hmm. that next week. Um, but the next nugget that I have here is in the month since Young Thug was arrested, he has gained over ten million monthly listeners on Spotify and is now the rapper Jeez. with the twelfth most monthly listeners in the world. I just wanted to add, uh, there is a freestyle going around that everybody is super hype about, but in my mind, I'm like. Y'all clearly not listening. Like, this man literally is rapping about wanting to commit suicide because of how, like, depressed he is in his conditions. So, again, we've mm-hmm. talked about it. Um, yeah, I think it's super messed up that y- he can't get bail. Like, you have people that are actually on tape committing murder, getting bail. Like, I just I – hope, I hope there's a situation where he's able to get out. But, again, we've talked about the justice system before. We've talked about the laws. We're looking at lyrics, detaining people. I just hope – Somehow, some way, he's able to get comfort because jail is, in itself is inhumane and it is designed to take away all of a person. So I just hope he continues to keep his spirits high. Um, but it's a sad situation all around, man. But, yeah, that's 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 what I had. Yeah, prayers to Thug and YSL. Um, I think it's inhumane to put people in jail over lyrics anyway. Like, you know, this is art, you know, and that doesn't mean that um, it's reality. So, I hope hopefully they get their just due, you know, and they get out, they get a bail or something. But I just think this was like the Georgia government, like, um, basically putting a target on them, yeah. you know, and it seems unfair. Like, so I heard the freestyle too, and I felt the same way. Be like, it don't sound like, oh, yo, like, yo, this is fire. It sounds like somebody asking, literally help, you know begging, because so, so nobody deserves that, man. But he recorded it yeah. from jail. So he's he's got uh, someone listening. Yes, he was in jail. He's on the phone with someone. They're listening to it. They're hyping him up. But he's literally like, in his lyrics, he's like, you know, got me considering off of myself. And he says, like, the highest form of mm. death is people committing suicide because of the conditions in jail being so bad. And everybody listens to it, and social media's blowing up. They're like, oh, man, it's fire. It's like, 
you you not listen. This man is literally begging for help. So no, thank you, yeah. Gerard. I'm glad we're on the same page. Yeah, and you know it's it's also sad that we always hear that when artists either die or in jail, that's when their music sales go up. And I think that's that's some bullshit mm-hmm. too. Like you know, support these people while they are around to to receive it. You know what I'm saying? He can't do shit while he in jail. Y'all playing all his music. I'm pretty sure his funds are frozen. He can't provide for his family like come on man like y'all gotta like it, it it shouldn't be only when somebody dies or when they get locked up when you see them trending like oh let me go check out who this kid is like that's that's wild too. that's what our podcast is all about man we literally are trying to show people their flowers while they're here educate our listeners on new artists on older artists like again it shouldn't it shouldn't be from death it shouldn't be from tragic situation before we know how to say hey we need to give this person credit. So thank you, Dra. They took lyrics from all these rappers and used the the same way they just use on Thug. Like ninety eight percent of these artists would be locked up right now. Like that's right. insane to me. Well, I mean, I hate to say it, but prison is the modern day slavery. Uh, talking on Xbox with my friends the other day, like people get paid. I think like fifteen cents an hour. Um, so mm-hmm. not making much at all. Uh, it's literally free labor. Like. We can get into this uh, whole episode in the future of, like, people just don't understand, like, like jail is modern-day slavery. You uh, you literally can't, I mean, I guess you can say no, but how are you going to afford the things you need to be able to, again, survive the inhumane conditions? So, it's crazy, a terrible situation all the way around, but excellent points, fellas. Uh, just wanted to add that real quick. Um, the next thing on a brighter note is fans attending T-Pain's Round to Wisconsin tour uh, were the first audience to ever hear the rapper's new unreleased single titled Death to Auto-Tune. Uh, according to Hip Hop DX, the final show of the tour was held on, Jul- on June 11th, and this is his some semi-late response to Jay-Z's uh, Death of Auto-Tune, but <laughs> um, some of the bars I heard, I, I want him to actually drop it because I'm excited for this. This goes back to like what we've talked about with Hip Hop um, and, and battling being fun. I know, again, he said he came up with this, like, right after, but he just never released it for whatever point. But just wanted to ask you two, are y'all curious? Do y'all want to hear uh, T-Pain uh, rebuttal after all this time? How do y'all feel about that? I want to hear it. I think he didn't release it because Jay said, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> like, he was like, oh, okay, well, never mind. <laughs> like, so, now that I'm thinking about it like, 10 years but, later, I need, I got some stuff I got to get off my chest. Right. <laughs> if it leads to a new project, I'd be happy. But, like, just a single. I don't get I don't get excited for singles like that. I just want them attached to something, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What was the name of his tour, B? Or what? Uh, it's called Road to Wisconsin Tour. Yeah, he dropped the ball, and it should have been the road to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. It is. It's, it's Wisconsin. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, good, oh, good. Yeah. It, definitely, <laughs> what, right. it definitely is. I, I'm sitting here looking. I have, I have Wisconsin, but I... Put you in a mansion somewhere in Wisconsin. No part of me would have ever thought to say Wisconsin. Right. Thank you. You didn't want to say it like I, that, right? I'm like, wait, I thought I fucked up, so thank, thank y'all. I played that song, or it came on the radio the other day for Matt B, and he, I, I don't think he ever heard it. He's like, bro, did he really just say Wisconsin? I'm like, bro, back in the day, it was fire when he said bro, that. Bro, I, I literally forgot about it until you said that, Drew, and now it's all clicking, so thank you. But uh, Gerard, I want to give you some time, brother. Uh, you went to the Pusha T concert. Uh, completely oh, forgot yeah, yeah, to talk yeah. about it last week due to everything we were discussing. So, could you tell us and the listeners about your experience? Yeah. 
So he didn't have no opener. It was at the Majestic in Detroit. And I don't know if anybody been to that venue, but it's a really nice venue. Like mm-hmm. super I've never dope been. Venue. I need to go. Yeah, like so when you come in, it's a bar in the front. Um, obviously then you go to the uh where the stage is and it's a bar back there too, and it's a stage. He didn't have an opener, he just had a DJ and then it was all pusha T. Like high energy. Uh everybody nearly everybody I was in there would knew all the lyrics and stuff like that. Uh, he did his set first from um, from um, his new album. So, and then after that, like he just started doing all his hits and stuff like that. So, like nice. I was, I was sitting right there. I was with my um, my big brother, and we was enjoying the concert. Like he had a good time, and like I really enjoyed it. Like I, I didn't know what to expect from a Pusha T concert because you know he like. He doesn't seem as high energy like a great performer when you know you see him mm-hmm. rap, but when you when he's performing like he performs and he knows how to work the crowd. He played right. all his Drake disses in a row. <laughs> so that shit was <laughs> like, <laughs> story of uh Adi Don. He do do that. He didn't. He didn't play story of Adi Don uh, because you know that's a uh, uh, story of OJ. The yeah, beat. right. So he played. Um, what was it? Uh, infrared, and then yeah. he played. Uh, God, I would have loved to hear that one. Damn, I forgot the second one. But yeah, he played. He played three in a row, like bang, bang, bang. And then my my brother was sitting next to me. I was like, I didn't think he was gonna play these. He was like, he was like, good, fuck Drake. <laughs> <laughs> did he? Uh, did he do anything from clips like from the clips shit that he did yep. back in the day? Like, yeah, he like did, his he verse did. or something. Yeah, he did grinding. He did his mm. verse on grinding. Nice. Um, that sounded good. He, he, yeah, he did a cut. Uh, he did one the song from his album that his brother was on. So and he paused for a minute. So everybody thought malice was coming. Oh out. man, what you a can't tease. tease people like that. <laughs> what oh, a tease, man. <laughs> Cause he was like, he was like, y'all know, y'all know my love, y'all know who I love. So I'm like, <laughs> bro, if that turned into a clips concert, I would have been there in a second. Man. Dog, I thought it was, I thought it was about to be, but it was dope. And then um, he played um, like one of my favorite verses from him was uh, um, uh, don't like you know the remix mm-hmm. yeah so i thought he was gonna play his extended verse but he only played the verse off the single you know but he still played that verse i didn't think he was gonna play that either because i was, looked at my brother i was like he gotta play don't like if he playing all the hits he gotta play don't like literally after i said that it was like fraud you know what's fire when i saw kanye for the pablo tour he did his verse from that too mm. so that's kind of dope yeah. Um, did he do any like other surprises that you were like, oh shit, I forgot this was his track or something, you know? No, everything he played was stuff that I figured he played. Okay, like it wasn't nothing like um, hidden tracks or like album cuts that I figured he wouldn't play. Right. But yeah, thanks. So he didn't have any special guests. No, just him. That's it. I kind of respect that in a way. Yeah. Like, like the the opener was a DJ. You know, and that's when I told you, I showed y'all what she played, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> before, when I sent y'all the clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the opener was a DJ, and then everything was all Pusha T. So nice. the show started at 7, the DJ was up there to, like, I want to say 8, 8.30, something like that. And then Pusha T was from 8.30 to the um, end. What time What time did it so end, like, if you remember? Like 10. Okay. That. Yeah. So he gave you he gave you some quality. I was going to say, it sounds like you yeah. got your money's worth, man, which is, yeah. at the end of right. the day, what people really want. Y'all got me now wanting to go to a concert because, damn, when's the last concert? Oh, J. Cole. That was fire. So I need to go to another damn, one, man. That was, 
That was in October, bro. I was I hadn't gone through any of the stuff that I went through. So it <laughs> just seems like years ago. But no, I need another one, man. Oh, I say, was that your first concert since COVID? Uh no. I okay. went to two concerts since then. I went to a comedy um thing mm. like last month and then I went to an R and B show a couple months ago. Gotcha. The R and B show was my first since COVID, so just curious. Nice. Well, yeah. thank you, Dry, for that, and I feel like that's a perfect segue uh, for what have we listened to slash watched. That's not what rap's about, so I mapped out. Just me and my fam, I don't give a damn. Living day to day just like the normal man I am. Bringing it back to the reason I began it from the start. Spitting syllables at will at the open mic after dark. Hanging with cats that stay with the iron like they Tony The first thing that I have here is in search of. Um, thank you guys again for that recommendation. Mm. Mm. I did listen to that. Uh, I wanted to ask you guys: Is it fair to call that alternative hip hop? That album? What do y'all? Yeah. Is that because yeah, I was yeah. listening to it? I'm yes, like, man, absolutely. this is this is incredible. Uh, I loved it. Uh, Am I high? Brain um, connecting the dots. Y'all were 100 percent on track with everything y'all said for the album being good. Uh, Bobby, J- Bobby, Bobby James, James was like fire. That? Yeah, there you uh, go. Truth or yep. Dare was fire. And then I said this was a perfect segue because every Pusha T feature was elite. Like. I really enjoyed right. that album. So again, thank you guys. I did my my homework on that. I say it was on that uh, that top two hundred list. That album, In Search of. Yeah. So uh, did y'all want to get into Drake? Did y'all want to save Drake for later? How, how y'all want to do it? <laughs> no. Nope. Let's, let's just get, get right into, into it. it. Let's on. fucking do it. I've been waiting on this. <laughs> and the first note that I have here is that the album exemplifies literally everything we've discussed and have needed for the podcast. Um, the importance of features. Intros, surprise drops, uh, hot immediate immediate Twitter takes, sticking to formulas, switching up and taking risks, consistency, uh, whether there's consistency, uh, whether Drew will respect risks that he takes. Um, uh, I just – it's certain artists that stand out so much, like Beyonce announcing that she has her album coming out, and people are buying her merch, don't even know what it's going to look like. Drake announced Nigga. that he's going to drop and like the the power, like Queen B has never fit any more than that. Like Drake announcing he's going to drop. I woke up from a nap and I looked at my phone. I'm like, wait, clearly I'm still dreaming. So I'm like, I need to go. I need to get it together. Right. But then like everything. And that's why I love what we do so much. Cause like literally everything like hip hop and, and music just literally runs the world. Like, Twitter is on another level when people are dropping or announcing they're dropping. You got artists like Joey Badass just scared to drop when he realized that, yeah. like, you just have to respect it. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm, Bro, there's people finding out that Games album was delayed this week because it was supposed to come out this week. I was like, you guys told me last yeah, week. Yeah, like, like. It's crazy. It's, it's just. Pussy. I, yeah. <laughs> Stop. Nah. Stop. Nah. We'll be friends after the show. Nah. Call him out, Gerard. Um, logic drop, like, completely. I feel bad because, like, nobody really was talking about Logic for real. Drew, I know you love the album, but, like, when Drake dropped, literally, it's like. The perfect analogy I have is for Omar and the wires walking and every everybody <laughs> in the hood is like running like Omar coming like Omar don't nobody coming. don't nobody wanna drop and I wouldn't either. So I ain't gonna lie if I was an artist and I hear Drake dropping, you know what? I can I need some minor tweaks. I'm gonna go to next week, but consider logic canine then. You said you, yeah. you said you said what? 
or I'm sorry, Canard, isn't that his oh, name? Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, Consider logic Canard. Then, yeah, no, that's for the week. That's a great analogy. <laughs> um, and I have to call myself out. Like a lot of the stuff that I've talked about, I was hypocritical. Um, I had the hot take when mm. it first dropped because. I, mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I've criticized Drew. Boy, you be you you be too quick with the pistol, dog. Like, <laughs> what, like what you, 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 you got to slow Dry. down. B be like, be here a note and be like, nope. nope. <laughs> Dry. I, look, I, I'm, I, you're right. When you know somebody, you know somebody. Um, and the great words, shoot first, ask questions last. That's my analogy. But, like, I, I, didn't, I didn't like it uh, when it first dropped. I mean – I did have the hot takes. I stopped. I've talked to Drew about stopping. I've talked to our listeners about stopping the mood I was in. It was killing my mood. I did not listen to it. I knew I was going to go back at some point, but I just wasn't feeling it. Just reiterates why intros are so important. We'll get into it. Are these working? Are these working? <laughs> <laughs> Am I believing what I'm hearing? Oh, you know, I told you last week. You told me I, I never could call out Dre. I'm like, no, that's not true. Like, And I think that's another thing. Like, I, there are some people that just are not capable of, you know, criticizing the artists that they love or saying objectively when something is not good. This is the first album that I can remember, remember where Drake has missed on an intro. Like, technically, it's like a 40-second, but, like, nah, Drake is known for intros, set, like, setting the mood, like, like getting you hyped to listen to the rest. That's why I talk right. about why intros are so important. So when you hear Drake is dropping – here is going to be a dance album. In my mind, I expected the whole album to be like the last song with 21 Savage, like a different form of dance, like a hype dance. But, um, mm-hmm. and so I feel like I'm talking too much. So, guys, if there's anything you no, guys want to. No, no, no. You're, you're, the, you're the Drake connoisseur. <laughs> so off, well, thank you, sir. <laughs> um, I just had, and I deleted my notes. So, let me shake it up to see if I could bring it back. Wow, that's funny. I deleted the album. So shit, I, Drew is I, on fire, Drew, boy. Like, Drew is definitely on fire. But Drew, I gotta call you out, man. Like this out, al- this album was specifically made for people like yourself that say, "Hey, Drake," and I guess Gerard to a certain point too. But I know y'all stance on the album is different. But like, this is why I've, I've said, if you got a formula, if we talk about switching it up. That's cool. But like, you still always gonna have people that dislike whatever the fuck you drop. So. Drake dropped the album. I was I was mad at people like y'all because I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. Like he dropped it. He tried something new. Is not hitting the same. You not you're not gonna please everybody. Just like we said, there's gonna be people that listen to a podcast. We're not gonna switch it up because at the end of the day we switch it up. It's still gonna be people upset. So like, I just want to ask y'all what what were your thoughts initially on the album, Drew? I know how you feel, but like Gerard, I want to start with you. <laughs> what do you think about what I say about trying to please everybody, or what? It, like, how did you feel about the album? Can I ask Gerard something real Absolutely. quick right before? Uh, yeah, Gerard yeah. posted in our chat. He said, I would change one thing about the album. Can I guess what it is real quick? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> After I listened to the album and I saw your comment, I was like, is your one thing to change not to release the album? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I go ahead, go ahead. My bad, my bad. Okay, so my <laughs> Drew is stupid. All right, so listen. Initially, I didn't hate the album. Actually, I love house music. So listen to that Drake album, House Music, originating in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? That's black music as well. Like I thought it was dope. The the thing I said that 
I think Drake should change is he I know he been fighting these ghostwriting demons for years, but he needs writers. Mm. Like like he I Bro I think if it, it, the direction you. the direction that you're he's going in, you know, if you wanna lean more into R and B or like uh singing and stuff like that, then you need to do what they do and they have a team of writers with them so that Everything the the subject matter doesn't sound repetitive or stale. I got bored listening to the album because he was talking about the same shit. Like, and it's the same shit that it's like he copy and pasted the lyrics from his albums and just put it on new music. Like, I That's think a, if you're yeah, gonna go, good point. I, I, if you're gonna go in a different direction, you got to really go in a different direction. Like, you can't really like you can't just like all right, well we're gonna just use new beats. You know what I'm saying? It, but we gonna talk about the same shit. It's it's gonna be the essence of what drake is is just a different beat like no go into that area like if you're gonna get into that that um the dance you know uh um dance hall like house yeah no it's not dance hall it's house like the dance house House thing you gotta really yeah you gotta really enthrall yourself into it and i don't think he did that i feel like that was a lazy approach to it i think he just called the producers from house music and was like what y'all got and you know, gave them, showed them some love because he's the biggest artist in the world, which I respect that. So I thought that was dope. But I just think, like, he should have put more effort into that. Like, I, and I don't think he did. Like, he should have got some new writers, I think. I feel like I don't know what his ear heard, but I feel like he could have rapped more. Like, you could rap on house beats. Like, and he, it just seemed like he didn't even try. Like, he just wanted to do melodies the whole time. Like, yeah. So, but I don't think it's bad. Like I don't think it's bad per se. I enjoyed it. Like, and I know what it was meant for. Once, as soon as you heard it, I was like, "This not meant for one a.m. in the bed. This ain't meant for driving around in the car. This is meant for popping some X and going to a festival." That's what this Dude, is. Dude, I for. saw a tweet <laughs> like, so. and shout out to my guy Jack. <laughs> Somebody tweeted, "You know, you guys have never did ecstasy in the shows," and I'm like, "You know what? That's accurate because I I have not ever did that. I, I, I can't relate to this, but." I told y'all how I can relate to this. I'll I leave that yeah. for extra so, credits. But. I respect him for going a different direction. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's always going to be criticism. I feel like it, he should have did a little bit more if that's what you want to do. Because this is going to be popping at those European festivals. Like, I'm telling you, like, it's going to go crazy. But I just feel like, you know, if you was going to do this, he should have put more effort into it. It just felt like it was lazy, you know. But I don't, I didn't think it was awful. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody else, I I did get bored. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I didn't think it was terrible. So I want to – I get triggered when I hear the word lazy because I agree with you at the same time, but I also feel like using the word lazy with him dropping his album when he did last year and then following up with this, it's all it's two albums within like a calendar – or not a calendar, but like a 365-day period. Yeah. That I When I hear people say lazy and I myself do – find myself thinking damn like he was definitely lazy on this track but like to use that word with the person that released two albums or projects within 365 days clearly that person isn't lazy but like you said like there's elements of the project the yeah, yeah so yeah, i agree yeah. with that but yeah, i know what you, yeah, I, I just have yeah. to clarify that but i wanted to ask uh both of you i guess like are you guys willing to say not hypocritical but like this is why the all the discussions we've had with drake like when we talk about, you know, trying something new, like he tried something new. But, Drew, I know, again, you didn't like it. But you said last week, like you were expecting, you wanted Drew 
or you wanted Drake rather to get out of his comfort zone, try something new. He tried something new. Now you're like, I deleted it. I didn't listen to the full thing. Like, do you see? A- no, I listened to the full thing. No, I, I, I know you listened to the full thing, but you're uh, still not satisfied after he gave you something completely different than what he usually does. So it's like, do you see why we have episodes asking where's the consistency? Or are you still like, nah, this ain't it for me? Me and Gerardo talked before on here. There's trying, but there's also trying something new and missing, which he did again, you know? Mm-hmm. I told B uh, personally, Gerard, I said, to me, this makes side B of Scorpion look like a masterpiece. Like, in a weird way, it kind of makes Scorpion look a little better because on that side B, he did try a whole R&B side to it. And mm-hmm. comparing, if I'm going to compare that side to this, that sounds better than what this is. To me... I texted Gerard B right away. I was like, "Really? That's your intro? Like that yeah. intro's terrible. Not a great way to. And, that's not a great way to start an and album." And to add on to that, "Falling Back" is quite possibly the worst Drake song I've ever heard, and it's one of them. That's why I again intros are important because I heard that I'm like, "Dude, I don't feel like listening to the red like what." But then text go green comes on. I'm like, "All right, my goat, reel me back in." But I mean, we could go through the tracks, but. Drew, are you willing to admit at the end of the day you just are a Drake hater and it's literally nothing he could do anymore to make you be a fan again like you were in the past? Uh, what my final note after this is I said, I'm just going to let Gerard tell me if I should listen to this album or not because he knows what I want to hear. <laughs> For anything in the future, I want Gerard to just listen to it first. Be like, all right, Drew, press play. Maybe maybe send me a few songs if it's not that good. Hey, but like that's fine, that's fine because oh, <laughs> Drew has to do that for logic. Because I'm I'm not going to listen any other that, any other that's way. Okay. Like, right? But I'm gonna <laughs> like, I'm gonna fully defend his album in a little yeah. bit. But that's um to me, B. I listened to the whole thing and excluding the last track, Jimmy Cooks or whatever. I think that's the mm-hmm. name of it. Um, it sounds like just one long song, like one yeah. so I'll agree with yes. that. very winded song. Because I was in the shower yesterday, and like I, I still am, I'm not to a point where I can remember every song name, but it got to a point where I'm like, exactly, damn, yeah. is this the new song? Is this still the, the last one going? Like, I just, right. so I agree with that. And again, <laughs> bro, I, when I, I don't have any artist that like is above slander. I'm a slander Drake. I'm a slander the game. I'm a slander everybody, but... I agree with that. Like, it, it does get to a point where it's like, damn, like, these do all sound very similar. One thing about Jimmy Cooks, I, I abs- and I may be the outsider here, I hate that he put it on there. Thank you. Yes. Like, it's I a, don't, it, I, I think He put was, that on there to get a radio play and attach yeah, it to this album. Yeah. That's exactly that's, what he that's, did in that's, that. And but why is that a bad I, thing? I don't it respect that. It doesn't no, fit. I don't respect that. It doesn't that. fit at it, all. It doesn't fit. I don't respect that. It doesn't fit because he's trying to play a numbers game now. He right. knew that's the song people would gravitate to. But why to. shouldn't he? So and you the only 13... song with the feature, too. But why shouldn't he? Look, he? That's not the theme of the album at all. That's Yeah, that's not the point of creating this album. Like, if you wanted to make a dance album, you put 13 tracks of dance, and then you put Jimmy Cooks on there for what? So we, we talk about formulas, right. and I was talking to my guys earlier. Like, Drake has a similar formula, and he strayed away from it in a way, but... I'm not surprised that he did that because there's always a song on any project we talk about when it comes to Drake, whether it's uh, the, the interludes or anything. There's always going to be a song where it's like, Drew, this doesn't fit, but you know what? I fuck with this song. So for me, I can't be upset with y'all saying that, but like, I can't. Why, like, why wouldn't I? It's go ahead. To me, it's the fact that he put it as the the last track on the album. You know, he could have broke it up or something and threw it in the middle if he wanted to, but like. 
It didn't fit at all. I'm glad you said then, that, Drew, and I'm going to let you finish. Sorry, but, like, that's actually, no, Gerard, good. what I thought your criticism of the album was going to be is what, it, like, shifting the format of the songs. Because, for instance, say, instead of it being the, the outro, if you put the song with 21 Savage as the intro, it then goes into the, the house music, then it's the game change. Now I'm excited to keep listening. I'm not frustrated as soon, you know, as I was listening to it, like, I would have been okay with that, but I no. If you why? Don't why that on? Why play those mind? Why play those those mind games? Period. Like that's why I said it's lazy. If you gonna if you gonna make a a dance album, sit down with your team and says, let's how are we gonna attack this? Like mm-hmm. what can we do? Let let's go to these different clubs. Like let's make a great dance album. Let's not just put like my my issue with Drake is that he's not he's not I don't he's busy. I get he, it. He's not peer editing, but he's work. not. He's not <laughs> trying. You know what I'm saying? This is becoming too easy for him. He's just throwing shit on the album and releasing it, and like, and that's what he's doing. Like this dance, these this dance album could have been great because this is great music. The beats were not trash. His his lyrics were trash. That's I was gonna say that there's there's positives in this with the with the beats. Like his lyrics were trash. The beat, yes. Like that, the musicality of the album is really, really good. Can I, and I, can I think the lyrics, and he can I add real quick that lyrics that 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 uh, go ahead. The current sample annoys the fuck out of me. Like it's the coldest annoying beat I'll ever hear. But like, I don't know. I just I I can't. It's just something about that. Like it annoys me. Like I can't listen to that song for too long. But it's also Which one? Fire. uh the current. It's like the 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 bed squeak. Like the that yeah yeah you can only yeah, hear that yeah. for so long so sorry Dry, I didn't mean to interrupt you but no yeah like like and he's has the same subject matter like I wish Drake would just sit down and say okay I'm gonna put uh, like everything else all this other bullshit that's around me I'm silencing it and I'm really gonna sit down and create something good like because I think he like because of all the attention he gets and because he's the best artist he don't even put that effort into it like this could have been a great dance album him putting Jimmy Cooks at the end was the isn't like made me really point that he was being really lazy on this album because he didn't have to put that at all like he didn't like that could have just not been on there and niggas wouldn't have said nothing but he needed something to grab on to his the his uh core he needed something i was for gonna people say like, like yeah that's that's literally why i like it because that's when i'm frustrated There's- yeah but so look so look, this is why i'm asking you though mm-hmm. that's why you like it right but that doesn't mean that it's good you like it because it's familiar to you if he would have took that off and released that as a standalone single for something else, you still would have liked it. You don't have to like it because it's on this album. So no, that's that's, that's true. I'm saying, I right? at the end. for me when I listened to that and I didn't listen to the first day. Actually, Derez was the one who was like, "Man, this song with Twenty One Savage," and I put it on and I listened to it in the truck and it's blasting. I'm like, okay, this is the reminder. Like, don't y'all get it twisted. Like, this is what the fuck I'm capable of. And I, I have criticism know of that. the album. We know that though. Like that's why I don't. I don't understand why we he do. does that. We but like why <laughs> like, as art. So so if you're Drake, why wouldn't you? Like you know, like why wouldn't you do that? Like you because said, because Drake Drake is essentially Drake is essentially. We can say he's LeBron. He's Kobe. We know exactly who you are. You don't have to remind us to. You already got six rings. We you ain't got to remind us nothing. <laughs> but LeBron like, you don't have and Kobe. LeBron and Kobe also had multiple games, despite what part it was in the career. Kobe's last game, he reminded people what the fuck he was capable of and dropped the mic. 
that's essentially what what Drake did was like, don't y'all. This is ain't Drake, his last is, album, is, though. Is Drake retiring? We, I, we yeah, don't. I saying. hope not. Shit. <laughs> I, 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 I hope not. But sometimes, <laughs> even Brian, Brian didn't retire, but he dropped 50 point games last season. Like, hey, don't y'all get it twisted. I still can go out and drop 50 whenever the fuck I feel like it. That's, that's. No, but you. Drake does it as if like people are saying like he's not capable. We know he's capable. Like this is this is not no anyone saying like Drake isn't capable of greatness. We we seen you do it time and time again. He put that on the end. He put that on the end for his ego. Not not because he wants sports, music, we say all the time. Ego is involved. You you go yeah. you go have an ego check like, hey, damn, I got this dance, you know, album. I gotta throw this on there. I don't want people to forget. At the end of the day, I'm still Drake. I'm still Kobe. I'm still Bron. I still do this. Don't get it twisted. And I'm. A- but the, all that, all that's gonna do is people want that song from you. Even when you putting out this new shit, they gonna you you putting that on there for your ego fucks you up because they're still or like, hey, you gave us thirteen of these other other bullshit. Why didn't you just do fourteen of these? You're gonna that's, hear that criticism. That's, that's why it's, it's dumb. At the end of like, day, if you gonna go for it. Just go for it. At the end of the it. day, it's, like, it's literally not. If he released a. Uh, a 13 track album and didn't put that song on there it's gonna be people like me like damn you couldn't throw one song on there that was you know reminding us and and that's his problem listening to niggas like no like he listened to people like y'all and that's the reason we got this album so at the end of the day but i'm okay like i'm, I'm you are okay with spectrum drew's not yeah, okay yeah, with yeah, it like and you drive i think no i think drew i think drew respects him i think drew respected that he put out the album he's saying it's not good and that's okay. Like I was gonna say, I got I got high points and low points of this album. Like the things I respect that he tried on this B, um, a lot of the songs flow into each other, and I kind of like that. It's kind of it's it's very hard to do from a, like a production standpoint to like keep it mm-hmm. going. I got to like track. I I was listening. I was listening. I was listening. I looked at my phone. I was like, oh shit, I'm already on track nine, and I was like. He hasn't really been doing too much. It's kind of all sounded the same, like same tempo mm-hmm. and everything. And then the thing that really frustrated me about the album is the choruses. You got to have something catchy on there. It's a lot of repetition in those choruses. Mm-hmm. A lot of saying the same thing over and over and over. And then he lets the beat try and carry it for a while, which if it's dance music, that's fine. You know, let the producer shine. Let uh, let the music play. But I think he relied on that too much. Yeah. And then when his vocals come back on, it's that same repetition chorus. Like, mm-hmm. like Gerard said, I hate to say it now because I I feel like it's such a cop out. But yeah, maybe he does need ghostwriters to make him great still. Because like, but if he wrote you, this before on you his continue, own, he ain't a good writer. Before you continue, y'all have both literally criticized him for ghostwriting in the past. So like I said, that's fine so in the past. But I, now I think maybe real, he needs real quick. It. I just want to say there's literally nothing he can do. To make everybody happy, I just want to reiterate that that's like mm, my biggest. No, but that's life. Nothing to do. That's life. That's life. That's I'm true. not. I'm not looking for him to make everybody happy. I'm, I want to interject. I'm okay with him using Ghostwriters for R&B and this dance. I don't want him to use Ghostwriter for raps. That's that's what I didn't like. Like his raps when he used Ghostwriters. That's what I didn't like. You can't say you're the best rapper and you're using other people's raps. Now, if he's singing, like you know, "Find My Love" was co-written by Kanye West. Like if he's singing, if he's doing this dance stuff, you need different perspectives because you're you're tapping into a different emotion. Like if you keep using the same thing, 
you're taking us back to stuff we've already heard before. So if you use different people's perspective and how they form their lyrics and different bridges and different stuff like that, and you have a writer's room, I w- I'm okay with that because all writers use different writers. I mean, all R&B artists use different writers. So if, if Drake used that, I'm okay with that. And I think that's what he needed for this album because we need to hear a different perspective and not just the same thing he'd been talking about. Gerard, so, my other thing too, though, with this is like, yeah, he's singing the whole time, but bro, try and push those vocals a little bit. You know, he really yeah. didn't. Wait, I'm gonna stop yeah. you there. Just, he tried to push his vocals on on uh, the second one track, song. and that showed you, like, look, Drake can't really sing when his vocals are are you know tweaked a little bit in the studio. But no, I have to strongly disagree with you, Drew. I don't want to hear that shit. That is the reason why I strongly dislike the second. Like, I do because it's so, nah, the same tone just the whole album throughout. Like, dude, try it or or try and use some effects on your vocals or something to, to make it sound a little different. But it sounded the same. I, yeah, the I just don't time. think his voice is strong enough for that. So I don't know. I mean, I, I feel you. I it's agree. Not, I, I do think he should push himself vocally, but. I don't, a I little don't bit more. It, that second yeah. track is like, sound... "Hey, brother, where yo like yo like? Did you record this without your studio? Like, what do you hear? Your boys in here? You say, hey, Drake, this ain't you need to.' <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I can criticize my goat, but at the same time, I'm gonna let y'all finish. I'm just gonna rattle off the notes that I have well, here. I, Go ahead, Drew. I got well, I got one more. My my final thing is there's no song within those thirteen. I don't I don't. The, the the one with 21 savages on its own mm-hmm. you know yeah, out of those 13 right. tracks there ain't a song that i'm catchy or like stuck in my head or singing all day long there's no so memorable one song i he put out he put out falling back as a singer that shit trash that i'm not sure i don't know it's the uh floetry sample like it's getting late don't be like i i like that song a lot like so yeah I'm, you know I, what i, I mean like, though there's no like there's no catchy chorus that's like wow i can I, I can't get this out of my head at all, you know? So I I will say I found songs like that, um, and again, I'm still trying to, like, remember. So I got my notes here. So a keeper I have being decent, uh, they clearly assisted his vocals on that song much better than any other song that I heard initially, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't want Drake pushing his vocals because the second song was trash. Like, I don't, I don't want that. Um, yeah. I have here Calling My Name wasn't a bad song. But Sticky, Drew, I think Sticky is the song. Um, that's the Drake that I love. Track, uh, it's like track five or six or something, right? I think so. So I'm going I'm to pull it up. But um, that's that makes me mad at the other songs on the album because Sticky like was so fire. And then uh, Tie That Binds is also fire. I love the guitar. That's the one I like the most. I'm like, is that's that the, because of the because of the music? Is that Santana? That has to be like some great. I need to find what what guitarist that is. I I assume it has to be Santana because that 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 song is amazing. And then the last note I have here is that my goat doesn't miss on the outro. But we kind of talked about that a little bit. But I don't consider that an outro though. I know it's considered. I know it's the last song on the album. But I just think that's a throw in though. It ain't an outro. Like. This this is a this is a project that really doesn't have any rap in it at mm-hmm. all, and to throw no. that in at the end, it sounds like a bonus track. I mean, so like the, the album's done about, after thirteen. The song I was talking about was Flight's book. Mm. That's the one I like. Did you like Gerard? Did you like Sticky or uh, I like Sticky. I like Tie That Binds. I like Liability. Uh, Calling my name, a keeper, currents. I didn't like Texco Green like you did. Uh, falling back his ass. Um, 
overall, I really didn't rate. Again, I didn't rate this album. I, I, another thing, I have you have people on Twitter saying it's great. You have people saying that it's terrible. Like it's again, not great. I it, it literally it's, just it's, dropped. It's good. Like, it's too soon to like. I mean, so if you like dance music. And if you're put in a certain situation, this album is gonna be good. Like you're gonna you're gonna dance to it like how you want to. I don't know how many times I'm old now, so I don't know how many times I'm gonna be in that situation. <laughs> so, like, so, but like it's it's songs that it's not songs that I'm gonna listen to on a daily. But if you go into like a dance club or something, that, or you like with your friends and it, it's in a mix, like in a DJ mix, it's gonna sound good. I just felt like. It had potential to be way, way better. That's how I feel. Like, yeah, Drew, your final thoughts? <laughs> it's just eh to me. Uh, it really didn't do anything for me. All right. Well, you know, I'm glad that you respected Drake doing exactly what you asked him to do. And I knew I wasn't dreaming when I saw your story and you, <laughs> you were slandering it. I was like, all right, this is this is a real life we're living in. This ain't a simulation. Man. I was like, this. I was dying at the one uh, with Steph Curry. When he drinking the bleach or whatever, when uh, Steph wins a <laughs> ring and Drake Drake puts out a trash album, Dude, the guy's smiling the whole time drinking bleach. My Thursday <laughs> was so terrible. Drake dropped his album; it Man. wasn't hitting for me. Steph won. I'm my phone is blowing up because people know I hate <laughs> Steph. They slander me all day. I'm like, why me, Lord? What what did I do to deserve a, a bad Drake album and Steph getting his fourth ship? So. Before we continue, fellas, I want to ask y'all, Drew, I know you have to leave at a certain point. I know we said we were going to talk about the top 200. I know you have. No, I'm good. I got I got time still. Yeah. Let's keep talking then about what we've listened to this week. That's all that I've listened to was uh, the yeah. Neptune's album and Drake. Um, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I didn't go through the top 200 too much, so I'm going to let Drew do his oh, thing yeah, with I that. Did. I didn't go um, through it like Drew did. <laughs> yeah, no, we got a... I ain't done with what do we listen to. I'm gonna I'm gonna give Logic some love here. Oh, yeah. Logic Logic's released thing, maybe his maybe his best project since like 2010, 2011. Like if this is his last album on Def Jam, usually you expect a last album from somebody on a record label to just be. I a thought he I, I was gonna his say this album. is this, yeah this is his new. I this I don't is new get label into right his personal career. I, I think this no is idea. his new. I think this <laughs> is like his first Logic. You know, being on his own type of project because i thought it was his last def jam because i think the last the last uh, album that i told you guys about that was like extremely just bobby tarantino yeah three or whatever. i think that was the yeah. one to conclude his deal there but again we can fact check and all that but continue brother bro he unleashed on this album i know it's heavy looking at it when you see 30 tracks but there's like i think it's 10 to 12 skits of like celebrities calling in just saying you know People he connected with over the years just leaving their little funny voicemail or whatever. But, like, the tracks on this album, dude, he's spitting some of the best bars I've ever heard from Logic in his career. Like, word plays on, on point. His I compared uh, I compared this to Chomp 2 last year because it's got the features. Okay. It's got, like, kind of the same sound and, like, beats and flow and shit. But, like, dude, when you listen to this, when you break down some of his lyrics, he's got bars on bars on bars. And I told Gerard, I'm a skeptic logic fan. He's a hit or miss to me. This is, this might be his, like one of his masterpieces. I'd say it's incredible. So if anybody hasn't listened, go check out vinyl days by logic. It's, you won't be sad at all. Do you have a rating for that, bro? I gave it a nine. 
Mm. Right off the bat, I, I'm on my second listen right now. You know I fuck with Logic, so I can't wait to listen to it. I d- yeah. I, kn- I know, Gerard, have you listened yet or no? No, not yet. I know you guys are going to be impressed when you hear it. So I'll, next week, when you get a chance, listen to it and tell me next week. But bro, he's just going off on this album. Yeah, usually, usually when Drew gives nines, I believe him. Except last week when he gave a uh, post that hey, it's better like, than Drake's and Jack Harlow's. <laughs> So that post, like, I actually that post to ask Malone you, is better. Than, I actually want to ask you that, Drew. What makes Post Malone better than the Drake album? I'm still going back and listening to that. Still, I listened to it uh, two more times this week, and there's still songs that are stuck in my head. So you it. say you was looking for songs that stuck in your head and songs that make you happy. I know there's songs on the Drake album that could be stuck in your head and that can make you happy. Not like that. You just not with those shitty, shitty choruses where you're just repeating the same thing over. You're not and over. willing to admit yet that you are just a Drake hater, but we gonna get you there, man. I had to get there with stuff. Now, like I said, I ain't listening to another one of his projects unless Gerard <laughs> tells me to. So it's cool, man. You done dropped the ball big time. For for me on this one oh, i bet he but did because yeah. you just had such high <laughs> high expectations for drake yeah i, I know honestly never mind <laughs> that's, that's exactly how i when i saw that i was like come on after i listened to it when i saw it and i saw the album cover i'm like oh shit this might be this might be kind of tough that's kind of a tough album, you know what's funny album it reminds artwork. me of the covers we used to talk about or we talked about in previous episodes of like uh <laughs> like the masterpiece like shitty word like, art like, like, like the masterpiece but <laughs> i'm sh- sorry Drew, i know that's near and dear to your heart but that, <laughs> nah, <laughs> you know what's funny somebody on twitter was like uh like i'm not mad at this drake album i just hate that he put that uh master p uh <laughs> master p uh cover on there because i was i got my soldier rags and my <laughs> and my jabos ready like, <laughs> bro, you have to like take a magnifying glass to see what that cover says on there. No, that's right, bro. I don't. It's just to me, Post Malone gave me more memorable songs than this one did. That's fair, but that shit was trash, bro. I just want to keep a buck with you, but I, I it ain't shit. Better than Drake's. Hey, no, it's not. That don't hurt. Uh, yes, it is. It definitely was trash. You ain't gonna hear these dance songs on the radio. Yes, you will. You ain't going to hit. No. Yes, no, God, I, no. Gonna you, nine, you're going to hear Jimmy watch. Cooks, and that's it. No, it will be more than that. It's, it, it's already all over social media, whether you like it or not. Like, you will hear that. Ugh. It's okay, man. That's the problem with him is people give him too many goddamn passes. Like you did with Post Malone no last oh week. I get it. We I go. get it. It's a good album. It's, not. it's a better album than it's Drake's. Not. It's a better album than Drake. It, yes, it it's is. Not. Yes, but it's it okay. is. Okay. Gerard, is it a better album than Drake's? It. It's way better Listen, than Drake. No, brother. No, brother. You in it. <laughs> this, is, this is a prime WWF handicap match. You in this, brother. Whether you like it or not, you in it. I'm going to end it by saying Logic's got the best album of the weekend. So. There we go. Hey, I can't. I can't. I haven't heard it yet, but I already feel better because. I'm telling you, I guarantee if you like Chomp 2, you'll love this. I love Chomp 2. Y'all know it's in my top 10. So, But, yeah, is there anything else that y'all have listened to this week? Just those two. Uh, just those two. Okay. So, but I plan on listening to Westside Boogie has an album coming out called More Black Super. I saw I mean, that, album yeah. out More Black Superheroes. Uh, Kevin Gates Kaza came out. So <laughs> it was so much music um, out I, of nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah. are you guys are you guys Kevin Gates fans? I am. Or, I'm a Kevin okay. Gates fan. I don't really know too much. By I'm him. on the same page. You. I know his like hits, like two phones and, and stuff like that. That's, but like, that's I, about it. I have never listened <laughs> to any Kevin Gates <laughs> project from. I'm not a poster. I hear a lot of people they're either they're either diehards or they hate the shit out of him. No, nah, I love Kevin Gates. Him as a person, I like him sometimes, but I also be like, oh, this is why people find you annoying. Like 
when he had like the <laughs> the like the Indian feather like in part of his pony, mm-hmm. like bro, you like you doing too much. Like when you had a concert <laughs> and you jumping like your rock star and it's the two phones, bro, you're doing too much. But then he'll give an interview and talk about mental health and like how changing his mindset law, law, led to his uh, weight loss. And I'm like, bro, like what? Like which 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 Kevin which Kevin Gates is it? Like I I don't know. I, so I get it. But yeah, Drew, I want to give you a chance uh, now to get into your your top two hundred list because I've been waiting for this. I already know Gerard nice. was saying he disagreed with some stuff, so so I only I only got a couple. Yeah, it's it's a couple. It's not bad. What did you disagree with from that original list? So I, hold on, let me find it first. No, the ones I only disagree with a couple that you said you were taking out. Okay, well some some of them that are on here, I think there's maybe two that I just rearranged where they're at on the order. Like, uh, I'll tell you right off the bat, uh, Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy. I don't think that's the 16th best rap album of all time. So I moved that down to uh, number 78, where Azalea Banks is. See, I don't. So that's the one I disagree with. I don't think it's the 16th. I agree with you. But I don't think it's as low as 78. I think it's in the middle somewhere. So that's that's, that's, that's the problem I'm... with this list, though. Like, there's even some in the middle that I'd rearrange, but that's just that take too much time, you know? Because I do think like that's the one that I really disagree with. I do think Invasion of Privacy is that's not um, a top twenty album. No, it's not a top twenty album, but it's, it's a very important hip hop album, and I think I it, agree it with that. should. It is. It's be a very good album too. No, I, I'm saying it's very good. Yes, but I also think it's very important. You know what I'm saying? So I think right. I think it should be in the top 200. I think it should be somewhere between 50 and 100. I don't – I mean, I think 78 is a little too low, so I'm leaning towards between 50 and 60. 16 mm-hmm. is recency bias. It should not be that close. Like, it's not top 20 of all <laughs> well, time. And it's like, her so, only album, yeah. too, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but it's her – it's like, that's my thing. It's her only album, but every last one of those songs on that album went platinum. So oh, for like, sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, every yeah. last song. So that's why I said it's an important hip hop album, not only for because of who she is as a person and, and her career, because I really admire Cardi B's career. Like the part I, re- I admire Cardi B as a person. I'm a fan of her music and I admire like how she got to where she is. But also because of who she is and how she put together that album and for all of those tracks to go platinum, like it's important and it should be placed high. I just don't know mm-hmm. if it's 16 high. That's, that was you know, I thing. think you'll be satisfied with what I replaced it with, but that that's the last one I had on here. But I'll go 200 to that one, you know. Gerard, go ahead, B. I, yeah. I, I know Father's Day is tomorrow. I know you've already gotten some love, but I was just sitting here and realized, and I've told you, uh, some of the fellas that was over the other day talked about how soothing your voice is. Oh my god! I, you go. <laughs> I was, I was, I was telling y'all like I will never be able to like listen to us and not like listen out for that. There was a point where you was just talking, and I just felt like I was like laying on some grass somewhere, just serenading. The wind was blowing. <laughs> I forgot we was recording a podcast. I'm like, oh my god, I get it now. So shout out to Jack, shout out to Miles for saying how soothing your voice was. But I also wanted to compliment you because. I know we make it a point to show our queens love on the show. We talk about it, but like whether it was last week when you defended um, uh, Nicki Minaj, this week showing love to Cardi B, like I just appreciate your consistency with that. So I wanted to thank you for that. Um, and I also wanted to say, I don't know if I ever said it on the podcast, but at one point in time, like I was a Cardi B hater, and it was literally only because of uh, was it what Bart? Whatever her first big song was, uh, I can't think of the name of it, but. 
Whenever I would hear that, that uh, oh, Bodak, Bodak Yellow, Yellow Bodak they would play Bodak. it at work. There were some yeah. times where we could play, we would work uh, a night shift, 3 to 12, and we could play music sometimes where all the important people left, and they would play that song, and, like, it would just annoy the shit out of me. I'm like, bro, turn it off. Like, this is trash, right? <laughs> and then I find myself driving to work, and I start, like, singing a song. I'm like, oh, my God, no, like. You can literally you can listen and if you want. Bro, to. I'm like, oh, why am I singing this bullshit right now, right? So, but then, like, I listened to her album, and I'm like, bro, like, she's she's really good. Like, I love her personality. I love when I see her on my timeline on Twitter. So, yeah, shout out to Cardi V, man. I just, Gerard, wanted to show you that love real quick. And I apologize, Drew, for, for stopping you. Oh, you're good. No, All I right. like little yeah, stories. Drew, like go that. ahead, because I can't find right. your list. So, so <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Top 200 Rolling Stone best rap album list. I took off a lot that I thought shouldn't have been on there. There's a lot I haven't heard either, but like I was thinking, hey, maybe these could be replaced with something different. A lot of these I've mentioned on this pod before, so let's do it. At 198 KMD, Mr. Hood, I replaced with Proof Searching for Jerry Garcia. Phenomenal album if nobody's heard it. I like that. Uh, 195 Cupcake. Aphorize or something? I've never heard of that. I've replaced it with Pox until the end of time. I know who uh, Cupcake is. I'm not sure why they put her album on there. <laughs> like so, dude, yeah. There's so ahead. many people. Like, uh, 191 lyrics born later that day. I replaced with Yellowest Love Story. Uh, okay. 190 Draco the Ruler, Cold Devil. I replaced with Jeezy's The Recession. Absolutely. Which I feel like that was a very important album. Uh, Absolutely. 184 Saba Care For Me, I replaced with YG's My Crazy Life, which to me is one of the best story albums I've ever wait, heard. Wait, 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 uh, wait. YG wasn't on there at all? Not My Crazy Life, still Brazy no. was, or something like that. My Crazy Life that is right? the first album, right? <laughs> yeah, which I think is incredible. Oh, no, nah. fuck, ro- fuck Rolling Stones. Nah, that's, <laughs> that's some what I'm bullshit. saying, man. Like, like YG, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh like, no, yeah now no. you see why this list yeah. angered me <laughs> uh, <laughs> at 180 180 little sims sometimes i might be introvert never heard i replaced wale's uh album about nothing okay uh 173 uh mac miller's divine feminine i replaced with mac miller's watching movies with the sound off it's an easy on, switch bro. <laughs> I'm not even a huge Mac Miller fan, but dog, stop doing that to watching movies. <laughs> watching <laughs> movies, watching movies is a phenom- is a more superior album. Uh, One seventy two, Flo Millie, Ho Wise. You hear? I replaced with Nothing Was the Same by Drake. Absolutely, and I fuck with Flo Millie, another female rapper, and I I fuck with her album Ho Wise. You hear? So yeah, like I like that. I don't think it's better than nothing was the same though. So true, that's I, that's for you. I'm I'm getting better. I'm getting better with these effects. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Good, good, good. Um, one sixty seven above the law, Black Mafia life. I uh, replace with maybe recency bias, but Royce's the allegory. I feel like it's a very important album. Royce's catalog. Do you I don't think know. it's top two hundred? Black... I do. I think. I think it might be Royce's best album. I really do. Okay. Um, Schoolboy Q's Blank Face. I replaced it with Schoolboy Q's Oxymoron, which yes. is a better album than Blank Face. Absolutely. Um, T- number one sixty two. Tierra Whack Whack World. I replaced with Fifties The Massacre. I feel like The Massacre was just, <laughs> huh? 
I, Rolling Stone is on some fuck right? shit, man. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you, like the massacre was just as important as Get Rich or Die Trying, you know? My God, yeah. Um, <laughs> 159, Handsome Boy Modeling School. So, How's Your Girl? Never heard of that album. I replaced with Big Sean's Dark Sky Paradise. Yeah, no one, what? Right? <laughs> 154 Steinsky, what does it all mean? I replaced with Freeway and Jake One's a stimulus package, which is incredible we, album. We've already had a conversation. Yeah, we, <laughs> you know, right. uh, 143 Lil Uzi Vert, Eternally Take. I replaced with Corrupts, uh, Smoke Boogie Space, Space Odyssey, so, which B, I still want you to listen to that. So, you know, we both love Corrupt, and I agree with you. I don't agree with taking Lil Uzi off because I think Eternal Take is an important album, too. I've never so, heard that one. I've heard I've heard other ones from Uzi. So yeah, I check, even... check that out. And then the next one, right. you got Black Moon. I don't Black think that Moon, should be ta- yeah. Enter Enter the Stage. I replaced with David Banner's Death of a Pop Star, which is incredible album. Okay. Um one thirty nine The Streets Original Pirate Material. I replaced with ASAP Ferg's Trap Lord. Okay. Um 138 City Girls, period. I replaced with Nas and Damian Marley's Distant Relatives. Okay. Um, 129, Cardi, Playboy Cardi, Whole lot of Red. I replaced with Rhymefest, Blue Collar. Um, 120, Young Thug, Barter 6. I replaced with Method Man's Tikal. Um, Okay. 119, The Coop, Party Music. I replaced with Logic, Incredible True Story, which before... Vinyl Days, this new one. That's my favorite Logic album. Uh, okay. Tyler, the Creator's Bastard, I replaced with Wolf, which is his more superior album. Uh, 109, Main Source, Breaking At- Adams, Never Heard. I replaced with Most Def's The New Danger. Uh, we're getting down to the top 100 now. At 102, Birdman, Young Thug, and Rich Homie Kwan, that album. I don't remember the name, but I replaced with Ludacris's Word of Mouth. Uh, 98 Company Flow, Fun Crusher Plus. I've never heard. I replaced with the <laughs> Nappy Roots, Watermelon Chicken and Grits, which is a they phenomenal was just throwing album shit on there. They they right <laughs> like they didn't even take time to think you know, about it. Like that Nappy right. Roots album is incredible. You to know me. why I'm I, like we make our list on the podcast, and obviously we talk about like we aren't anybody special, and like I have to give them love for like even attempting to make like a top 200. But my biggest gripe is like. When you see the people, first off, you don't know who made the list. Second off, when you see these right. um, these groups specifically, uh, you know, a part of Vibe to discuss the culture, they're all white, they're all, like, male, there's, like, no diversity, there's no... I feel like they haven't listened to anything. Like, I feel like they really have just listened to, like, a niche underground group of music. Like, with you know? us, like, our names are on it. Like, people are going to know, like, this yeah. is our list. We stand behind it. Like, nobody said, hey, this is the team that's putting this out there. The team, if they do get put out there, I know, again, they're going to be white. It's going to be mostly male. There's not going to be women. There's not going to be people of color. We just need to start incorporating more diversity to these lists and putting names on it but sorry that's my mini rant just take like take take like five or ten people from like each region of the country and have them come together and you know do something but or like, these companies need to start right, getting so, better with hiring more diversity to represent more of the country that, but yeah hey that's that's for another day and and also i think um what like so you took out 87 ultra magnetic mcs i think our generation mm-hmm. is tough for us to to kind of critique albums from like the 80s 
You know what I'm saying? Because we didn't listen right. to it. So like I, it'll be hard completely for completely different to, sound too. Yeah, it'd be hard for me to put Ultramagnetic MCs on any type of list because that's not who I grew up with. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm familiar with them, but I would I would replace them immediately because it doesn't sit with me. You know what I'm saying? And it could be a great album, but I wouldn't know. And then your next one yeah. was Diggable Planets, which I love. I love Diggable Planets. Um, but like I said, it's everybody is not familiar with them because they were underground. So then, like, it would be <laughs> right. easy for me to replace them, you know what I'm saying, because you're not familiar with their rooms. Yeah. music, especially putting them so high in the top 200, you know what I'm saying? So. Right. I mean, I'm a little Midwest, East Coast biased, too, for the shit I like. So, uh, But 87, that ultra-magnetic, ultra-magnetic MCs, I replaced with Lloyd Banks' Hunger for More, which I thought, mm. phenomenal album, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, that that uh diggable planets blow out comb or whatever Gerard mm-hmm. I replaced it with 444 by Jay mm. I think yeah. that deserves to be on the top 200 I do um, too number number 80 Earl sweatshirt some rap songs like bro I listen to that album it's not that good it's not that good you know what that it's really you know what that was that was him trying to sprinkle in being young and hip and different yeah. just, just like, try yeah nah bro yeah. well let's just let's just throw a dart at Earl's catalog and we'll pick yeah. one like bro so no. Earl, I replaced with Obi Trice's Cheers, which to me is like a pinnacle rap album to me. Like, I think it's one of the most underrated solo albums. Drew, can you um, send that one in the group chat? I want to, I think that would be my homework. For Obi? You. Yeah. All right. I will send that. So then 78, I said, Azalea Banks broke with expensive taste. I've listened to that album. It's okay. It's, but I replaced that with Cardi's Invasion of Privacy. We can, you know, we can debate the order of where she should be on it. Yeah. Now that we talk about it more, yeah, maybe top fifty. You know, I'd say yeah. that. Um, number seventy-five, Meg The Stallion's Fever, shit album. I listened to that front to back, and me and Mariah turned it off. I was so like, this is- you know, I think that's recency bias. So I think they put that be. on there because of like Hot Girl Summer and shit like that. That yeah. like I think that's when Megan started blowing up when that Fever album came out. But it's not that good. It's like, not that so- good. Yeah, I replaced so. it with Max Faces. I think that deserves yeah. a top spot. Uh, 72, Dr. Octagon. Boy, I had a tough time saying this. Dr. Oct- Octagon Ecologist. Yeah. <laughs> if I said that right. I yes. replaced that with uh, Danger Mouse and MF Doom's The Mouse and the Mask, which is a phenomenal collaboration album. Yeah, I like that. Uh, a lot of Aqua Teen Hunger Force all over it. Um, number 56, and I stand by this album, Till the day I die, no name, room twenty five I replaced with exhibits restless. I think that's a pinnacle West Coast album like the transition into the two thousands. I disagree. And I love that, that it, album, but I, uh, but I'm not gonna put it at fifty six. I it, it has a spot in my heart. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Um where'd you put it, Draw? And then the last two What the exhibit I, album? I, so I'm gonna put it yeah. in like it's top two hundred for sure. But I'm probably I put agree. it at like one fifty. Like 150, somewhere right there. Right. I did these two, you know, personally, the shit that I like, that I would yeah, rank yeah. higher, you know. So the last two I have on here, I know this has been long-winded, but Chief Keef's Finally Rich. No, man, we appreciate yeah. you doing this. Thank you. Uh, Chief Keef's Finally Rich, I replaced with the documentary. I feel like that number 32 is a great spot for the documentary, if you guys okay. agree with that or not. Yeah. And then my last one, Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy at 16, I replaced with Scarface the Fix, which 
Ooh, might that's be not, you know what? I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I'm Thank not you. mad at that. That's I why I said like, I had a feeling you'd 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 be appreciative of where yeah. I put that one. You know, Chief so. Keith, Finally Rich is a super important album for hip hop too. Um, it ain't never heard it. It, it ain't top hundred though. It, it ain't about like person like what you like personally. I think it's important because his sound end up shaping the sound of drill rap. So yeah, I think he was he was the that, pioneer that, of it pretty yeah, much. Yeah, so I think that album should be on the top two hundred list. I would have kept it top fifty. I would have kept it at 32, like, because of its importance and because of the, uh, you know, um, its importance and, you know, it's it's set a lot of standards. I would have kept it right. at 32, regardless if I like it or not, but mm-hmm. I like what you replaced it with. So, I would have, the documentary needs to be on this list. Agreed. And I that's think it's pretty much how all album. this stemmed, you know, yeah. from the from that documentary conversation. I want to commend you for your consistency, because you did... You did state last week that uh, part of this list to you uh, goes into or plays into the hand of how did you impact culture or how did you impact artists yeah. over that. So I just had to shout you out for that. Yeah. So, but I I appreciate Drew for going through the list, you know, and breaking out because there's a lot of names on there that nobody even knows. Like nobody no. knows. Never never listen to these niggas a day in their life. So I don't know how where a Rolling Stone <laughs> just was like let's let's throw them on a the list. Like yeah. no nobody. Nobody knows these niggas, so I appreciate Drew for going through that. But majority of the stuff that Drew Drew is right, <laughs> like so, majority of it is Thank right. <laughs> it's it's about it's about like placement and where you put it at, and I think that's all relative. Like everybody got a top two hundred list. Like I don't think I don't think Ready to Die is the number one hip hop album ever. I think that's that tough. Life After Death is better than that. So like mm. that's why I'm saying it's like it's all about relative like relative with what you think like. I think Life After Death was more polished to me. I think I I think that um, Illmatic is not Nas's you know greatest album, but I think it should be in the top ten albums in hip hop history. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like game so changing. It, yeah, yeah. Like so, I mean, like they got Stank on you number two. Like, bro, like no one ever said that in life. <laughs> like, hey, they replaced like, it with a Quemini. So, if they replaced it with like a Quemini, well, a Quemini, right? right yeah. Because remember, that, we you know? we had a conversation on here about a Quemini. Right? And, I listened uh, to and that. Why it's important? Like, I listened to that. So. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But even so, I don't think a Quemini is top ten. At, no. Out of out of what they have on here, it's a great. It's their best album. It should be top fifty, I'd say, but so, not number yeah. two for Stankonia. I was, I was on, gonna no. say maybe we make our our top two hundred, but I feel like mine would more so be. I would have a lot of R and B in mine, and I feel like I I that defeats the purpose of hip hop. But maybe we can make like a top yeah. fifty or so. I do fifty. I, I think we could do yeah. that, or maybe people could let us know if they would want to hear or you know see our top fifty list, but. No, Drew, we all, I've said it time and time again, we all have roles to play. Drew, I feel like nobody, neither one of me and Jarak would have done what you did. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> right. that. Jirak I was did. so pissed off by that list, man. That list triggered Bro, when me. You, I'm not going to, it triggered you and your list that you posted in our group text scared me because I'm like, nah, I, like Jarak said, I, if that's the conversation you want to have, I don't have that in me. I'm sorry. I ain't got that. But again, it's just like it's just scrolling through that list. I was just looking at them, and there's a lot of like early '90s, late '80s albums on there, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to take those out because I'm. I mean, I've heard a good amount of them, but like obviously they made their stake in hip hop. Like I know UGK like their second or third album was on there. I'm like that's not even their best album. Like what, their first one, one Pocket Ryan Dirty's the best. Oh, yeah. Ryan Dirty, yeah, yeah. Pocket Ryan Dirty's is... way better. Ryan Dirty's way better, yeah, for sure, bro. It's 
just it's just little shit like that that pissed me off on this list so i felt like i had to go and do that <laughs> it's moments like this that remind me of like and i don't want to sound like uh arrogant but like why i came up with this idea like just us literally being at parties hearing y'all talk about this and being like damn like i feel like people would enjoy to hear these conversations so to sit here and see like doing this for over a year like we're still just as passionate about it as we were like i just wanted to say what did snoop say when he got his his star on the on the what is it the walk of fame like i just want to i want to thank i want to thank me right i need you but i want to thank us i want to commend us and make sure that we continue to show ourselves that self-love and being proud of like what we've accomplished man like i'm I'm proud of y'all man i'm truly proud of y'all so thank you guys for agreeing to do the show for real Thank you, boys, for being Thank consistent you. here every week. Bro, only two weeks. I'll be telling people, only two weeks. We didn't do the show. One time I was in the bank. <laughs> I don't quite remember what happened another time, but <laughs> hey, man, I, I'm just, I'm super grateful. I listened, uh, I was listening to some of our recent episodes. You know how, like, when one finishes, it goes into the next or something. It was the one where, like, we all had shit going on in our personal life, but, like, that was Thanksgiving, we right? still came and recorded. That was Thanksgiving or yeah, maybe Christmas. Yeah, 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 that like, was Thanksgiving. Jarrah was having the baby. You weren't feeling <laughs> well. My stepdad had a heart attack. I'm like, bro, somehow we still recorded that morning. It you know? felt yeah. damn good after recording. Like, that. bro, it was like a thing. <laughs> yeah. We talk about mental health. It was like therapy. Like, we always going through shit. But at the end of that episode, we all just took a step back. and was like, we needed that. We, <laughs> we, need, we needed that. It felt so good. So, yeah, man, shout out to us. But was there any final thoughts either of you had on the top 200 list before we get into – Oh, the playoff, the NBA Finals? I'd, I'd dabble and go make my own 200 list now if I could. I actually know, would love to. That's a lot of time. I would love to. Maybe we could do – I don't want to tweak your album party, but maybe maybe we could do something similar. Or we have a pop-up <laughs> shop that will be coming up next month. We want people to come out check it out. I, I don't know if that's too soon, but maybe people can ask you to do that if that's something they want to see. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited, though, either way. We'll just sit there and debate it. You know, that's fine. I'll just do that. Let's do it, man. <laughs> but, Gerard, is there anything else you wanted to add before we move into the NBA Finals? Nah. Okay. Well, thank you again, <laughs> Drew. Um, but without further ado, man, let's get into – oh, this is hilarious because my first note here for NBA Finals. <laughs> like, I don't know if y'all can see it. Let me see. Oh, boy. Can y'all see that first line? Goodness. For those that can't see it, it says fuck stuff. But fuck I still – yeah. I still <laughs> – I can see Bro, it. like, Drew, the way I slander you about Drake, like, that's me, bro. Like, that's me with Steph. I can admit I'm a Steph hater, but at the same time, like, he did what he was supposed to do. Like, he did what he was supposed to do. We talked about last week, like, part of being one of the greats is you got to step up and show that you a big dog when it mattered most. The literal opposite of what Jason Tatum did. I was sitting here again. <laughs> I had some people over for the, for the game, like, I knew in the second quarter, I think that was the second quarter, when Steph hit those back-to-back threes, I'm like, okay, this game's over. The Celtics, you can see they've already quit. Jason Tatum's not shooting. Marcus Smart continues to shoot, not hitting rim half the time. I'm like, I I know what's going on here. Like, I I can see it. The writing was on the wall. It just, Mm -hmm. like, I I love the job that the coach for the Celtics did. I'm not going to butcher his name because I always do it, but, like, Bro, you got to draw some plays. My like Tatum Tatum didn't shoot. He was hesitant, but at the same time, like scheme-wise, like I said, I think for Brooklyn when we were talking about it a couple weeks or months back, like there's nothing scheme-wise to give Tatum an easy look. Like we know they was keying on him. 
at no point did I say that was a great play there that he drew up to give him a good look. Jalen Brown and shout out to Justin because Justin's not here, but he always makes great points. Also predicted that the Golden State Warriors would win in six. I had Boston win it in seven, but as as he said, there will be games where Tatum and Brown both disappear, and that they did. Still don't know what Jason Tatum you're gonna get. We talked about it. Boston needs their point guard. It showed more and more mm-hmm. as the series went on. Like still had guys not stepping up on screens, stuff getting wide open looks. Like I can go I can go on and on, but I'm gonna just say, hey, shout out to the Warriors. Um Draymond Green annoys the hell out of me, but he showed up in the games that mattered the most. Um Clay showed up a little bit. Um I I mean they just did what they were supposed to do. Like I <laughs> The Draymond hit a three. So bro, and they had the nerve to throw up, like, <laughs> side. Like, bro, are you serious, bro? I, uh, did, you, I res- did you hear – I think it was Mike Breen or uh, or uh, Jeff Van Gundy. He shot his second or third three of the games. Like, he's hitting <laughs> up. He's like, you can't say that after one three. It's like one three of the series, too. You can't say I that. I respect <laughs> the Warriors and all that they've done for bad. They have a dynasty, but at the same time, and I was saying, like, when I had company over, I think – not the last game, but the game before, there is no team that when they are up, they will, like, dance, they will celebrate, but when they lose, and my nephew Malik said, like, isn't that every team? Technically, yes, but also, no, like, they just take it to another level. Like, Steph putting people to sleep, which I think that's a dope uh, Mm -hmm. celebration, but, like, when Steph had, like, eight points into the fourth quarter, what was that game? I forget what game it was, but, like, there wasn't none of that. Like, like that. there was none of that. You didn't see, like, I I just hate, like, that. I don't know. And I'm all about shit talking. I love, like, I'll trash talk with anybody. But, like, I just don't like that the inconsistency. Like, for instance, when yeah. Memphis lost. Like, George, like MJ said, like MJ said in the last dance, I respect people who talk shit when it's 0-0. Zero, zero. All the way until the end. Like, don't, don't wait till you up 30 and start doing shit. Like. Come on, Gerard. Talk to me, man. Like that that annoys me, bro. Like, I I hate like anybody can brag, and I was gonna compare John Morant, who quoted MJ, because like he said, like anybody can talk when they up, but like if you could talk that trash, like when the game is starting, or if I'm down, I mean, I don't want to say down 20, I'm gonna still talk that trash because I remember there was a Pistons game when Andre Drummond was down by like 30. Uh, against Philly and was like doing sign as like that. bro, yeah, like, yeah, I remember let's, that. Let's, let's like let's not. So I guess it's, that's when they said uh, Joel and B lives rent free. Yes, it is. That, that is literally when yeah. they have soft slander that. that. But like, nah, man, I'm not. I'm not cool with that. Like you talking like um Clay at his conference, like slander Jaron Jackson for what he for celebrating right. in the ring. Like, what do y'all do when y'all beat people in the regular seat? Like, why? <laughs> why is it so bad for Jaron Jack? Like, that's that's what I just dislike, but. Yeah. But you know, you know what what annoyed me about Clay's comments is because of what happened last year when um when uh Memphis beat uh Golden State and they said strength in numbers. Like you held on to that. Like you waited all this time <laughs> just to talk shit about him. Like you you not playing Memphis. Like play when you play Memphis, say that to him. Like that shit is stupid, right. man. Like, and Clay for the most part in the finals, and I'm a huge Clay fan. Was buns. Hell, the, most of the playoffs, he ass. was ass. So, big dog, yeah. maybe you just need to celebrate. You know, maybe this ain't your <laughs> year where you could, like, Draymond going around, like, like trolling Boston. Like, bro, 
you was benched for some of those games. Like, people didn't forget how bad you – you played so bad, your mama was on Twitter talking about, I don't know what's wrong with my son. Right. Like, let's humble yourself just a little bit. Like, I don't know. I get. I mean, we've had Artie on here, and he was saying, like, if they win, you know, they most likely have to keep the group together. But I almost feel like they won, and they probably will break that group up. Like, I, I Jordan Poole, which, again, I would love to see the Pistons give him a, a, a max offer. They most likely won't get him. I just want to see somebody for it. Who, Jordan Poole? Yes, sir. I would love to see that just because I feel like you have to force the Warriors to pay him that max money because if, if they don't, somebody else will. I would love to see him on the Pistons yeah. team. Like, I think he'd be perfect next to Cade defensively. How much do you think he's worth, P? In today's game, I mean, he's going to get the max from somebody. Unfortunately, I don't think he's – Like like 140, 150 or something I like that? I think he could get four years, 120, I think maybe, but like – Again, I don't think he's a max guy. I think he's a guy that has potential to show he he can be a top dog, but he still has defensively he has to get better. He has to get better with setting up his teammates. But there was time. Matter of fact, in game five, when he hit that buzzer beater, that's what changed the game. Like that 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 is what to me won them the game. So Again, I would love to see the Pistons offer him a max, but I don't think Golden State is going to let him go anywhere. And people are forgetting Steph did deserve uh, Finals MVP. I, I can say that, but like Andrew Wiggins, I think I said last week, like there was games where Steph wasn't didn't show up. He 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 did what he's supposed to do. Like they don't win, in my opinion, without you know Andrew Wiggins. And I know people are trolling Kevin Durant, like. You know, um, people said that Steph couldn't win without KD, blah, 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 but like. But no one, like, I hate that narrative because no one said that. Like, no one said Steph can't win without KD. Bro, he, he won, won right. without KD like, already. He, so right. I don't understand where that narrative is coming from. Like, we said that y'all, like, when KD came, they was pretty much unbeatable. Like, you can't beat these dudes. They won two in a row pr- fairly easy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when KD left, like, now you get the team like they're gonna have to play more better than they did than having KD because you don't have that person to lean on. But I don't understand where the narrative is coming from when people felt like Steph had to prove something. Like, dog, you you're good. Everyone knows this. Like, <laughs> I, I do. So I don't know. When Kevin Durant joined the team, I was adamant Kevin Durant was the best player on the Warriors team, and I used the example of when they played LeBron. And when KD came down the court and splashed a three in bronze grill and then went on the other side of the court, was locking K-Love up in the post, was locking Brian on certain possessions. Like, he showed, like, he was – to be gifted seven feet, to have handles like that. Like, there's – I want to say there will never be another Kevin Durant, but then again, you have Chet Holmgren that shows flashes, but, like – uh, you have you know why you know why KD was able to do that because he had the support of having a uh, Clay, having a Steph, having a Draymond. KD KD can't do that in Brooklyn the same way Steph was able to operate the way he was when KD was there because he had KD. Mm-hmm. They both like worked off each other. Like when they're separated, now you see that Steph has to work much harder. Mm-hmm. He had to put up them thirty points a game or they weren't gonna mm-hmm. win. You see, they I mean they bar- like they barely won game five and he didn't make a shot, but that's because Andrew Wiggins stepped yep. up. This is a team game. Like I And people like to forget that, so bro. Like whether yeah, it's Michael like, Jordan, whether it's LeBron, <laughs> whether it's Steph, whether it's Kevin Durant, hell, Kevin Durant didn't win a playoff game this year. And I think that's right. what probably Kevin Durant is at home most upset about. And I want to give Andrew Wiggins credit. I mean, whether no matter how you view the vaccine, 
he was willing to bite that bullet, uh, willing willing to get vaccinated. Yeah. Did the opposite of what Kyrie Irving did, and his reward was winning a championship. Now again, no matter yeah. what side of the fence you on, you know we can talk about that. We have talked about that, but it's like. At the end of the day, Kyrie hurt his team not taking a vaccination. I'm sure Kevin Durant is most upset at the fact that Harden somehow lost his powers, got traded. Ben Simmons came in, didn't play a game. Don't know if he'll play a game. Kyrie was gone when he was there. There were certain games where he was cooking, looked unstoppable. But, hey, you couldn't play on away games, bro. Like, the, well, the biggest part that right. won uh, Golden State was like we keep saying, game five. Wiggins was there. Wiggins mm-hmm. bought out. Kyrie wasn't there. Like, you hurt your team. So, I don't know, man. Like I, I shout out to the Warriors. I can show them love. They yeah. they did what they were supposed to do. I shot. Yeah. They were clearly the better team. They they showed championship pedigree. Yeah. I I was leaning on my expectations of Boston and what I thought they could do. And you know, Jason Tatum's twenty four years old. He didn't. He show dropped up. the ball. Like, you know, he and, didn't. And you know, this summer he's gonna have to work on his game. He's gonna have to work on. Finishing. I don't want to see shit he like you, Gerard, last week when you said you ain't care about us, me having heart to heart with my man's when I was getting the shorts about nah, Kobe. I don't nah, want to see uh, shit post about <laughs> Kobe, big dog. Put that work in. Nope, I don't want to see that <laughs> again. Of that. Yeah. You hear Devin Booker say, "Hey, man, this is pickup ball. Don't double." No, Jason Tatum at every pickup game you play this summer. Hey, I need y'all to double me every play. Force That's what you gonna see because yeah, he didn't know what the fuck you to do plus, out of double. You didn't know how like, to pass out of double team. Yeah. You didn't know how to nope. shoot over double teams. Be aggressive. Like that's how you need to. I've been teaching Aiden some things. Again, I'm not. I'm not this great hooper. Like I've gotten much better after everything I went through. But like I tell Aiden, like, look, we was outside yesterday. I'm like Aiden, the way you practice, this is how you need to play. Like all the time, you have to be aggressive at all times. Why? Because when you're playing games, it's not going to be no adjustment. You're not coasting, going through the motions. I was telling him how to use his left hand. I was telling him how to grip the ball before he goes up. And I said, hey, I'm going to try to stripe it, swipe it from you. Like, you need to learn, like, you're not just going to go through the motions. Like, I'm trying to steal the ball from you. Nah, he's nine. I take it easy on him, but I just be telling him, like, <laughs> I bust I bust. I was going to say, I can see you out there just pinning oh, him I, against oh, the Oh, I dunked on his ass. I dunked on it. Oh, you going to get this humble pie. No, I'm going I'm to – ain't no – I'm going to let you win. I'm going to take it easy on him, obviously. But, like, no, I want you to storm in the house after I bust your ass because I want you to have that fire. So, when you play other nine-year-olds, you whooping their ass. Like, this ain't – I play against my uncle that's 30 – Post him like, nah, bro. But I said all of that to say, like, the way you practice, the way you you perform in big games, like, you know, step practice, and you it shows in the way that he played in that last game. Wiggins clearly was practicing on his game, heard everybody slandering him, and took his game to another level. Draymond heard the slander and went, and I'm sure bust his ass after playing like dog shit. Yeah. So he knew, hey, they leave me wide open. I have to hit a couple threes. He still was scared as hell. Right. He still was passing up shots, but he knew in order for us to win, I got to hit some corner he, shot. He still scaled yeah. his triple-double, though, which, you know, good numbers for him in the final. I mean, like game six, what do you have, seven, eight, and like nine points or something like that? Yeah. Like, game I mean, six, Clay. That's all you need, really. Clay knew. I saw him, yeah, Draymond was hustling for rebounds in that game, like right. hustling for offensive, kicking it out right away, not holding it, like. He they did didn't want to give Boston a chance. If they lost right. game six, they knew that it was up in the air for game yep. seven. So, right. like, yeah I, yeah, I I commend them for being the champions that they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't I, be mad at it. Oh, you no, can. can. Oh, you, you can. can. Oh, def- you definitely can be mad. I was, <laughs> I'm, I'm still mad as hell. Still about to get jokes from my friends for however long. But 
again, if I'm a shit talker, I got to be willing to take jokes. Like, it's part of the game, man. You can't dish and not be able to take. So I'm I'm cool with it, bro. Like, I had the worst uh, yeah. sports year of my life. I had to watch Stafford win the Super Bowl, and now I got to watch Steph. Hey. I got to watch Steph mm. win the final. I'm a hater, bro. But, like, <laughs> again, I'm proud of all that he accomplished to see him be emotional. Like, I get it, bro. Like, you got haters like me that was saying, like, yo, like, you got to win and show that you can do it, and he did. So, again, yeah. shout out to Steph. Shout out to the Warriors, man. Like, I can show love and give credit when credit is due. But Jalen Brown. Yeah, that, shit, that shit sounded like that shit sound like you was fighting heartburn. <laughs> like, that hurts your soul, don't it? <laughs> hey, Shannon Brown, find out which – or not Shannon, Jalen Brown. Find out which Jalen Brown you're going to be, bro. Like – we, I, I, I'm not. A matter of fact, Drew, I want you to include. I got my boy OG Juan that I've mentioned on the podcast. Huge Boston fan. I gotta send you the audio to put it in. But, bro, he's so mad at Jason Tatum. He's talking about trading him. Like I can't wait till y'all hear this. But, <laughs> bro, f- listen, man. I ain't even go to Boston today. I took my ass up to New Hampshire. I'm staying here for a week. I, I can't even believe this. This fucking series. You gonna tell me? Jason Tatum, all-NBA first team, right? Undeserving, by the way, because LeBron James is 106 years old, averaged 30 points a game, got 13, but that's a different discussion. Jason Tatum, all-NBA first team, scores 13 points in an elimination game for a chip. For a chip. Two points in the second half. 408 turnovers, whatever. We'll just give him that. Draymond Green all scores the whole fucking bench. Peyton Pritchard, what the fuck are you doing? Derek White, minus 26 and a plus minus. Grant Williams plays his ass off and gets his career high against Miami. Can't even get a bucket. Marcus Smart, give that fucking defensive player of the year trophy back too because how does Steph Curry average 35 a game on the defensive player of the year? Scott Foster deserves the Larry Bird trophy that Jason Tatum got. Jason Tatum should just get traded. Get him the fuck up out of here. Matter of fact, let me get Kid Cunningham. You can have Tatum. I don't even want. I don't even want Tatum no more. He he don't got that dog in him. He needs to stop texting Kobe because that shit is. I can't even. <sighs> How you lose three games back to back to back in the finals? In the fucking finals. I'm done. I'm. I don't, I'm not about to sit here and do this to myself. And Tatum play ball at them shit you see at the car dealership that be flopping around everywhere. Yeah, that's how, that's how he that's what he looked like, bro. He do not be hooping for real. Consistency, like find out which guy you're gonna be. Like you can't be dropping thirty this game and ten the next. Like Jason Tatum, you can't have 20, 20 point halves and then finish with like what twenty four point. Like consistency, practicing. Con- Another point about Steph uh, that I think Draymond or maybe Clay, I think it was Clay, conditioning. Like I know I'm big as hell. I don't get paid millions to play basketball. I'm working on my health. But, like, if you want to be that top dog, you know, Bron, I, I hate to keep mentioning LeBron, but, like, LeBron, when y'all remember, he get them TV timeouts and his team look like shit. Mm-hmm. He don't get the luxury to sit on the bench for six minutes. He got to get back in that game because the whole team is dependent on him. So, if you want to be them top-level guys, whether LeBron, whether Steph, you got to work on your conditioning, man. You got to have – and, I, again, tell Aiden – Look, like, look, you tired right now? I get it. Everybody get tired. You got to find that second win. My pops used to tell me you got to find that second win. Like, you got to learn how to keep pushing, uh-huh. man. Like, you got to find that dog in you somehow, some way. So, I'm hoping the Celtics do that. 
But then again, I'm hoping they're not because it's the Pistons time, baby. We're we going to be back on the map. We got some picks coming in. <laughs> I'm excited. But, yeah, man, I just wanted to briefly discuss uh, NBA Finals and, and, and the, the NBA season as a whole. It's crazy. It's over, but it's a fun time now. We'll talk about free agency and stuff like that. Uh, got some exciting things in the work. But anything that you guys want to add before we wrap up? Yeah, I don't know if I've told you guys this before, but Andy posted a bet at the start of the season, uh, $18 bet for Warriors to win it all. Let's just say he's a happy man right now. Bro. He is cashed out and loaded. Got a bag. <laughs> I mean, like, it was like 3300 or something he won. Like, you know what's crazy? Yeah, he's, he's I always happy. be thinking like, man, I need, to, I need to place a futures bet. And then I quiver. Why the not? one time I did a futures bet was when Kate was balling. I'm like, he might win rookie of the year. I think I won some money and put a hundred dollars on him winning rookie of the year, and they gave it. Yep. They gave it to Scotty Barnes, bro. Like, if if mm-hmm. if you give it to Mobley, on, like I get that. Scotty Barnes, come on, man. Scotty Barnes, come on, man. Like, Lost a nice fifty on Cade. I'm right, bro. With you. And then everybody know that that Cade is the best rookie, but his politics, like, oh, don't get me started, Drew. Oh, he missed the first fifteen games, right, man. bro? Like, come yeah. on, man. <sighs> I cannot wait. I'm going to keep t- speaking this into existence. When we get K on this podcast, nobody going to be able to tell us shit, bro. Like, I <laughs> I know it's going to happen. I'm going to make it happen somehow, some way. I cannot wait. But great point. I, shout out to Andy, man. That's Damn, I'm jealous. But I'm, I'm happy for him at the same time. I'm, I'm jealous, too. Damn. I threw five on the Rams after they won the Super Bowl for next year. So why not? That's smart. You know? What's five dollars? Matter of fact, I want to promote. If you're going to gamble, gamble responsibly. We are not promoting uh, unresponsible gambling. <laughs> Just want to throw that out there. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> Gerard, you got anything else you want to add before we wrap up, man? Nah, nice football season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait. But yeah, mm-hmm. I um I had a lot of dads. I reached out and I want to apologize because. I've been hounding people as if I was a bill collector. Like I, it's so important to me. Um, and thank you everyone that's been listening through the whole episode all the way through, but man, we just, uh, we had father figures, uh, provide audio of what being a father means to them. I got so many responses that were beautiful. Um, and Gerard, thank you for the idea of saving it until the end. Uh, shout out to my cousin Boston. Shout out to Skid. Shout out to Preston, Duran. I'm gonna forget some names. I apologize, man. Shout out to everybody that took the time. Shout out to Brandon DeView, my dog, to express what being a father means to you. I hope and dried uh happy Father's Day early in advance, my brother. Aww. Um Thank you. Thank I uh I'm gonna post and I'm I'm trying not to get emotional, but uh, there is the clip of Tom Brady when he's asked who's his hero and it fucks me up every time because when I hear Tom Brady talk about what his dad means to him, uh, I think of what my father means to me. Anybody that will listen to me, I always talk about uh, everything that I do. The most, I'm most proud of recovering from everything I went through because I'm on a mission to retire my father. My father is my hero. Um, I, I I don't want to keep going on and on, but, like, I, he means so much to me, man. Like, he has no idea. I surprised him with his Father's Day gift yesterday. You guys saw what I got him. Like, I, what do you think? I, I'm going to po- post the video. 
he was very happy. He was very happy. Nice. And I just I don't want my dad and I'm gonna shout out my mom too, but like my parents aren't gonna have to wait until, you know, they go to heaven in order to enjoy life the way that they should. And I want everybody listening to do everything that you can. I only ask fathers that's really handling their business to send audio to me, but like understand like you do not have to until your time is up to feel like, like you deserve the treasures in life. I want to thank my dad for everything that he has done. Not only for me as a man, not only my brothers, my siblings, but like our entire family, my dad has done stuff and my cousins will tell you guys like raising people, being a barber, um, you know, barbers as we know are like therapists in themselves Everything he's done, you know, for so many people, man, I'm just so thankful uh, to have my father be my father. Like, I know we can't choose that, but God knew what he was doing. He provided me with the perfect father. And it's a story I never told him or you guys uh, when I was going through all my health stuff. um, I was taking a ride with my dad and I was playing um, the Bruno Mars and Anderson Pac, uh supersonic. Uh, what is it called? Smile, what, I have to, I can't remember the name right now. Put on a smile. And I was telling my dad, like, this is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. So I was driving. Uh, I think my dad had took my mother's vehicle to get fixed on while she was down south uh, tending to my grandmother. What he didn't know and what uh, you guys didn't know was at the time I was, like, I was contemplating suicide and, um, I was listening to that song and he was next to me. He was saying how beautiful that song was. And in my mind, that was going to be like our last time taking a ride together. I never told him this. I never told y'all that. Thankfully, as everybody knows, I've talked about in previous episodes, but like that was like one of the most beautiful moments I've ever had with my dad. I've been able to talk to my dad about emotions after a talk we had. And I feel like, that has helped me so much as a man. So all the fathers out there listening, man, make sure that you guys teach your sons the importance of your, or your friends the importance of being able to talk about emotions. Cause like I've been able to share things with my dad the past six months that I, I just couldn't talk to him about prior to that. So I apologize guys long winded, but I'm just so thankful for all the dads out there doing what they're supposed to do. I hope you guys get the gifts that you guys deserve. I hope that you guys appreciate the way that we put this together uh, thank you, Drew, in advance for the editing that you're going to do. And, you know, uh, unless you guys have anything else, we're just going to let those clips roll, man. Did y'all have anything else? I want to tell you, I got my dad tickets. And Mariah got her dad tickets. And we're all going to SmackDown late August. Bro, that is lit. That is a great gift. <laughs> that's, that's their Father's Day present. That's that's awesome, man. <laughs> um, Gerard, I know, obviously, uh, yeah, I just want to give you time so, to say. yeah, I mean – yeah, um, Father's Day this year is going to be, you know, kind of bittersweet. My dad is in a nursing home recovering from a brain aneurysm. Um, when we just talked about the, the Thanksgiving thing, you know, that happened in October. So um, I'm definitely going to see him tomorrow. But, you know, I love that dude. And I had him and my grandfather and my stepfather, you know, the important men in my life. So it, I'm grateful to have plenty of strong black men around me to teach me the way to how to be a strong black man myself, you know, and I didn't have to figure that out through, you know, being out in the streets or from any other, you know, individual that didn't mean, you know, 
it didn't see the best for me. So I appreciate them. And, you know, going through this whole thing with having my daughter, you know, and then at the same time, my dad's health, you know, declining, just helped me look and help me realize the things that's most important, you know, and help me, you know, kind of be grateful for the life that I, I have right now. You know what I'm saying? Everything's not great, but I'm probably the happiest I've ever been because, you know, perspective, you know, like had not having him around, not being able to talk to him every day is extremely hard, you know, because my dad was like one of the homies, you know, so like I'll be able to same thing I talk to y'all about. I'll be able to call my dad and talk to him like you talk about women or, you know, relationships and he would give me advice on, you know, how to do my thing. And then when he found out he was having a granddaughter, you know, he was super excited, you know. So when I take my daughter to go see him in the nursing home to see a smile on his face, when he see her smile, like that means everything. So like this father's day, I'm not going to look at it in, you know, a sad light because he's still here. You know what I'm saying? He may not be a hundred percent, but I still get to go and I still get to speak to him. He still gets to see my daughter, you know, he still gets to see my family, my, my siblings still get to see him, you know, and we just hoping for a fast recovery, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I'm very thankful this father's day, not even just for myself, like being a father has truly, truly changed me, you know, truly changed me for the best. And, you know, everything that I do, whether it's this podcast, whether it's my actual day job, you know, whether it's just living life is for my family and for my daughter to see the example of who sh- who I think she should aspire to be, you know, what I'm saying? as a person and, t- and as a whole. So, yeah. Thank you both for uh, sharing, you know, the gifts that you guys got and Gerard sharing uh, that vulnerable information. I, I didn't want to put you on the spot. Obviously, if you didn't want to talk about it, everybody would have understood. But I just have this kind con- this continuation of like this conflict of like it's so weird you know we all have like as a man you don't want to appear soft and like I'm I'm getting emotional and you know have these emotions about my father but it's like again like emotions as a man isn't a bad thing we need to do better of of you know being able to talk about why we love our dads why we love our brothers like I can tell both of you I love y'all but like I just I'm so thankful for my father and I, I really don't know how to wrap this up. So I, I just want to, again, thank you guys. Thank you to everyone that, that sent in the videos. And I hope you guys appreciate the way that we put this together. Um, and genuinely thanking you guys for all the compliments, all the reviews, all the posts, all the tags for listening to us, giving us an hour, an hour and a half, two hours of y'all time. Like we will never like literally ever take that for granted. I, I'm people telling me I'm a good host and I'm like, it's still weird for me to accept that. I know that goes back to like self-love and confidence, but like we're going to continue to do, you know what we do. And we appreciate y'all for listening to us and giving us that time. So without further ado, man, we're going to play those clips. This has been another episode of two hip hop senseis in the casual and y'all be easy. Why? Take care. So what it means to be a father, man, it's been a long, long journey. So, I am now 29 years old. Um, I'll be 30 in December. Uh, At the age of 10, around 10, uh, I lost my dad in a really bad car wreck. Really, really bad car wreck. Now, my dad loved his kids, and I I have so many memories with my dad. I'm grateful for the the memories that I do have. But um, him and some friends were drinking and driving, and uh, the guy driving just, uh, he was going way too fast. 
and my dad actually flew out of the car and, and, uh, and hit the pavement. So it was a pretty tragic accident. Uh, but after my dad passed away, I really had nobody step up to be there for me. Uh, I had uh, my mom has uh, she has three brothers, great guys, but they all had their own lives. Um, my mom actually got my mom was actually dating her current husband when my dad passed away. So my mom has been with her husband for uh, for a while, you know, 20, 20 years or so, somewhere around there. Uh, but but the thing about that is he's uh, he's not a good person. I witnessed him abuse my mom. Um, I witnessed uh, abuse on me and my my siblings. Um, and so I, when my dad passed away, you know, I was hoping, like every kid, you know, that that the next person that comes along is going to be a great person. But it turns out that um, the next person that came along for me and my and my siblings, he was not a great guy. And so. Um, when my dad passed away, I was living with my grandmother. My mom had me very young. My mom had me at 17, and I'm pretty sure my grandma had my mom when she was 15. So there was like three, well, yeah, three generations of, of, of having babies very young. But uh, my, my mom's mom, my grandma Lenore, she raised me. She raised me, my little sister, and my brother. And so uh, my grandma is, is the person that, uh, that I owe my life to. She, I mean, I don't know where I, I would be if it wasn't for my grandmother. Uh, so I'm very blessed for my grandmother, but I had no role models. I had no nobody step up to be a father figure for me. And so, you know, I kind of had to I kind of had to figure things out on my own uh, and, and and feeling that way, not having anybody there. I didn't realize that. Uh, but I had severe mom issues and dad issues, you know, like there's just certain things that I did in my life where I didn't didn't have the. I didn't have the, um, you know, the decision making that my parents could have could have pitched in on, you know. And so luckily and, and, and I'm blessed that I turned out to be a great guy. You know, we lived in Helena for a while. Helena is a very rough, a very rough city, very small. It's an hour from Memphis, so it's very rough, very small. But I'm glad we got out of there. My grandma moved us to Jonesboro and uh, I met some good friends that had uh, parents that were really good people and stuff like that. But. Um, I had my son when I was 19. I think we got pregnant at 18. She had Zach when we were 19 and uh, completely changed my life forever. It really did. It completely changed my life forever uh, because my decisions were no longer about me. It, I, I had to include my son on all my decisions, but uh, I just naturally loved him and I wanted to be there for him and spend time for him. And uh, he's now 10 years old. And so we're very close. Me and my son are very, very close. And uh, I love him so very much. Uh, now that I have a kid, though, I don't like using the term spoiled. I, I prefer the term loved now that I'm a parent. But my, my son's definitely spoiled and loved. Uh, but it, it means a lot to me to be a parent because I know what a kid needs, especially a young boy, because I was a young boy without a father figure. So all the things that I missed out on, all the things that I wanted to do, uh, I can do that now. I can be at all the ball games. And I'm very blessed that I've gotten all my time back. So I've been, I've been spending the most amount of time, time with my son uh, that I ever have in my life. And so I'm truly blessed. But uh, we fish all the time. We've been fishing a lot the last couple of weeks, uh, but we fish all the time. 
um, you know, and we spent we spent a lot of time together. We're growing together, and uh, it's it's incredible to be a positive impact on such a young human. And so I'm I'm truly blessed. So to be a father to me means a lot because I was a person that didn't have that. And there's so many people that are blessed enough to have their their mom and their dad, you know, or at least one parent. I did not have that, and so it means a lot to me the way people treat their parents, you know, because sometimes we're naturally ungrateful. Sometimes we don't realize that, you know, this person might not have either parent and, and, you know, we, we get mad at our parents over petty things and stuff like that. So, uh, take it from a person who wishes uh, they had that situation. I wish I had, I was very close to my mom. I wish I had my dad or maybe even both parents together, you know, that, that American dream, but, uh, take it from somebody that don't have that really appreciate what you have. Appreciate your mom, appreciate your dad, uh, because they, they definitely make your life a lot easier. And uh, with life being so challenging, we definitely need good people around us. And our parents are usually good for us. So um, I enjoy being a parent. I really do. And I'm very, very blessed. And so, yeah, you guys have a good day. Being your father, Brandon, means the absolute world to me. No, let me stop. <clears throat> but I saw your tweet, and I want to make sure that I let you know. And it's really important to me. Like, being a father to my son is the utmost responsibility that I have the honor of doing. Like God placed this perfect human in my care. And it means the absolute world and honor that I share my gifts, talents, and also bring out his gifts and talents and spend time um, and make sure that he's a productive member of society, that he's a great man, that he leads with compassion, that he's brilliant, that he walks his own path while also guiding him from the lessons that I've learned. What's also really important to me is that really bringing him to be a great black man that walks with integrity. And I have an opportunity to get this one right. I know he's going to have his own struggles, his own path to take in life. But the calling that I have over my life is to guide him in the best possible way. But to show him what love is, to introduce him to God, and to spend as much time as I possibly can with him. Because we know this life is short. Being a father to me just means um, being the best man I can for my children, making them the best possible um, people to, you know, be in this world, you know, how this world is. I just want to put them in the best possible position to make moves and be even better than me and do more than me. Um, I just want them to be great. So, you know, just continue to work hard and support and everything I do is, is for them um, and for my family. Um, so. As of being a father, me, um, I mean, it's pretty much. Being a father is empowering. Uh, it teaches you the value of giving to others and not, not so much that you have to sacrifice yourself all the time because it also means to me that I should have the courage to follow my dreams and not play by the rules and show my daughter that she can do the same. And... Also, really, that it's not about being perfect. It's about just spending time and just you know, showing them how much you love them. For me, being a father means, it means everything to me. It means the world to me, to be honest with you. It's, never, it's no greater feeling, it's no greater title than, than being a father. When, you're, when you walk in and your kids see you and they light up, so it's a beautiful feeling, you know, to to have that responsibility of being a teacher while also, of course, being a student and learning about myself and learning about my son. 
and just growing together, if you will. Um, it's no, it's no better experience. It's no more beautiful experience than being a father in my, in my, in my experience of you know six months. Um, I've learned a lot about myself, my capacity for love, compassion, empathy. Um, it really means everything to me to be able to have someone who's looking to me to guide them and who trusts me, you know, literally from the day they're born to lead them right in this world. Um, you know, answering the question of what fatherhood means to me is a difficult one because with every year, with every day of being a father, it brings more meaning. You know, every day you watch your, your little one grow and become more and more of a reflection of you and it just causes you to be reflective of yourself and want to set a better example for them. So, I mean, fatherhood is legacy. Fatherhood is the betterment of not only a human being that you're bringing into this world, but it should be for the betterment of yourself and realizing that it's just, it's so much bigger than you. It's so much bigger than your kid, but the love that that kid brings out of you. Being a father means the world to me, man. Um, I think it's been been one of the best things that ever happened in my life. I don't. I think without it, I wouldn't be in the situation that I'm in right now. Just on the simple fact that of how it's impacted my character, I think for the first time in my life that when I became a father, I, I really understood what it's like to not only love somebody, because um, you know you you love your peers, you love your family, but ha having a child, it that that unconditional love is something that. I don't think I ever, I've ever, something that I ever felt before, or being in love with somebody, um, and and learning how to be empathetic and how to be patient and how to be caring and how to trust and how to be mature and <clears throat> set an example. Um, it's had such an impact that carried over into all other areas of my life, um, and kind of forced me to to kind of develop these character traits faster. That. Without it, I don't know if I would be where I am today. So it means the world to me because of how it's impacted my growth, um, but also to see someone else quite literally just grow up right in front of your face. It's nothing like it. It's an experience that I think was was meant. God God knew what He was doing um, when He when when procreation was was a theme because it's, there's no experience like it, um, and it's the most rewarding. It's the most challenging but rewarding experiences that I've ever had. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't be where I am today. So that's, that's just what being a father means to me. Father's Day is around the corner, and we dad get the ubiquitous question, what does it mean to be a father? Well, I love words, and I love the meaning of words, and I looked up the etymology of the word parent. The word literally means to bring forth. So my primary job as a parent, as a father, is to simply bring forth the latent potential genius that is inherent in all of my children. It means I get to model the behavior of a good man to be an exemplar, to be a shining, radiant example of what I hope they will aspire to be. My job is to help them actualize their potential, Abraham Maslow style. A father's job is to help his children learn to embrace challenges, to develop grit, because life is truly hard, and we will have to become anti-fragile, a term that I learned a few years ago, which basically means the harder life gets, the harder we become.
and we learn to eat stress like an energy bar. How do we expect them to shine if they can't take a good rub? And maybe lastly, to be a good soul, to lift everyone up as you go along and contribute to the beauty of the world. Happy Father's Day. What it means to be a father, um, I have to say it really means everything overall. Um, just think about giving back to the youth, to that next generation, especially your bloodline, leaving that legacy behind, making someone a better version of yourself, leaving your mark uh, on the world and your own little image. You can't replace that. Um, just giving somebody a good foundation, just giving somebody a good structure, good mindset to lead someone that always looks in the good in you. It's an unquestionable love, and it just really means everything. As cliche as that sounds, but fatherhood is the best gift, um, or motherhood is the best gift that uh, anyone will ever receive if they ever get blessed the opportunity. So, yeah, that's what I think. This from Duran, B. All right. Good afternoon, Grant. Hope your day is going well. A father, what a father means to me is a male individual that shows a positive character. One that a child would love to emulate. A father, one that nurtures, protects, help develop skills to make it in this world, make it successfully in this world. Those are some of the characteristics that I'd like to share and pass along to the next generation of men, or should I say fathers. I'd like to say Happy Father's Day to all the men that are nurturing children. Hey, Dad, real quick, what does being a father mean to you? Uh, what does being a father mean Speaking to you? Speaking to the phone. Oh. Uh, Responsibility, um, pleasure, and knowledge. You know, you, you learn a great deal. It's not just a one-sided thing where uh, the kids are learning from you. You learn from them too, just by observing and the the individuals. Uh, they they're becoming or whatever. So. Uh, it's educational. Yeah. Two senseis and a casual.